0: Big news. I have some important news for you.
1: Interesting news.
2: It's Blake and Aaron's Spilling the Tea with Sandy.
1: K-Man's top news headlines of the day from CMR. Brought to exclusively on Kiss FM by J. Michael. Fashion for everyone. Good morning, Sandy. What do you got for us?
3: Hey, good morning, uh, Blake and Aaron. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Awesome. Um, So, yep, got some headline news for you yesterday. Obviously, yesterday morning, I think we left it with um, a pretty serious accident yeah. that had occurred. And unfortunately, as we had heard, it turned out to be a fatality.
1: Yeah, sad outcome uh, for sure.
3: Yeah. What and, do we know what happened? Well, you know, we, we heard that the driver actually left the scene of the accident, which is a little bit crazy. Oh, you're kidding. No, Um, took off their license plate on the vehicle. What? Wow. Yep, and left. And left? Like took it off there at the yeah. scene? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: and, and left the young left. man laying
3: there? So, uh, yes, um, wow. so, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I've never heard of such a thing really, but, um, pretty, pretty shocking. I mean, he was so, arrested
4: though, the person who,
3: yes, they've now been arrested, um, thankfully, and they're in police custody. And so far they're looking at, uh, it looks like dangerous driving offense. So we'll certainly keep her.
1: Uh, oh, what about leaving the scene of a, an accident or. Exactly. A they t- yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, sure.
1: causing, we see,
3: I
5: mean, causing
1: fatality with by dangerous driving.
5: We see dangerous driving. I saw a couple people this morning. It's just see that all the time. Just need more cops out on the road.
3: Yep. That's for sure.
5: How many times do we have to say it?
3: Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we'll, uh, We'll see what happens there. We'll certainly let people, um, you know, uh, know what the outcome of this situation is, but unfortunately deceased is 28 year old Kieran Wattler, yeah. who was the motorcyclist involved, um, in the collision. Mm. So of course we extend our condolences to, um, his entire family. Mm. Really, really sad situation. So Kay-Man's first 10 story commercial building has officially opened. So this is the one that's on the Dart property. It's kind of like that green. It's like two shades of green. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's it's, it's the
1: latest. Like you're, you're waiting for them to finish the paint job on it. Like that's the. It mm-hmm. looks yeah. like it's the primer. <laughs> oh really?
6: <Yeah>. I don't <laughs> okay. know to me, I haven't looked that close. I will next time.
3: That's yeah. So I they had that. a yeah. It's it's a very it's a green building. Yeah. It's it's. I like the color, but it's obviously right. not too in your face but um first 10 story commercial building opened uh, they had the ribbon cutting ceremony last week Mm -hmm. on the 20th uh the opening of 60 nexus way and of course um it's also opened up a lot of parking because there's a whole parking lot that is attached to that building as well so some of the tenants include law firm appleby which is the oldest legal practice in the cayman islands Mm -hmm. and a technology focused investment firm called block one uh, Deloitte is supposed to be joining the 60 Nexus Way community as well. So very, very interesting um, lineup of uh, individuals.
1: Yeah, I like how they utilize the, the covers, I don't know what you call it, the canopies over the parking spots and they uh-huh. put uh, solar panels yeah. on it. That's
3: yes, right. absolutely. Fantastic. More so fun. one final story, the police have been looking for Gail Ross uh, in West Bay. They said she was wanted for a number of theft-related crimes. Uh, both of which CMR <laughs> sort of tipped them off to because we, you know, people had reached out to us and we posted it on her platform. First, yeah. she went into the local grocery store, and stole um, from them, stole liquor. saw that video. And then, yeah, and then she's the same person who stole the little kid's bicycle. And that's yeah. when I saw. Oh, all right. God. And that's the laugh. other
5: video. Yeah, she stole yes. a little kid's bike.
3: You see her on the video, getting
5: on and You're like, that's terrible. Yeah,
3: yeah. So I mean, police listen. put out a all points bulletin for her and they arrested her yeah. last night around 9.30 p.m.
5: Between her Man. and the coconut lady. What's going on? But <laughs> you're getting to the bottom of it. Least, yeah. it an accident.
3: It's pure like, it's crazy. Yeah, that one we're going to talk a bit more about this morning as well. But, but yeah, I've
2: seen crazy. her and, yeah, it's been.
1: Yep. Catch Sandy show right now yeah. on Bobo 89.1 FM. We'll see you tomorrow for the Thursday headlines. See ya.
3: Absolutely. <laughs> Have a good one.
1: All right.
0: Bigger. Bigger.
1: Better. Better.
0: Bolder. Bolder. The cold hard truth is taking talk to the next level. Right here on Bobo 89.1 FM, Cayman's Cayman's Community Community Radio. Radio. We are still spilling the tea and committed to being part of the change that Cayman so desperately needs. Join Sandy Hill weekdays from 7.30 a.m. for Premier Access, Cayman Voices, Truthful Thursdays, and much more. Cayman's number one talk show is now bigger, bigger, better, better, bolder, bolder, bolder. and more than talk. Getting results with hot topics, consumer reports, court exposés, and more. I've come to
4: set the record straight. I've come to shine the light on you. Let me introduce myself.
0: I am the cold, our true. Now, from the CMR studio in Grand Cayman, live direct it's the cold hard truth now now join the conversation on 345-936-2626 that number again is 345-936-2626
3: All right, folks, um, good morning and welcome back to The Cohort Truth. Today is uh, hump day Wednesday. It's actually April the 26th, last week of April, by the way, just FYI, in case you've not been paying attention, the entire month of April is pretty much gone already. It's it's just shocking how quickly it's flying by. Um, Enjoy every minute of it, folks. Life is short, Um, ever so short, trust me and believe me when I tell you you got to just live your best life wherever possible. So um, I'd like to start out this morning by we've got a number of topics on the lineup, of course. And um, I do want to talk about the fatality from yesterday morning. We're going to talk a little bit about the situation in human Brack. And we're going to talk politics. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's just unbelievable. So let me turn on my other light one second. I've noticed I've only got one light on. Although, to be honest, Kind of feel like I don't need the other light, but let me try it and see if it makes a difference. Um. So yes, I um do want to eh, maybe I do want to extend our condolences um to the family of young Kieran. Um, it's just it's just an unbelievable situation. He lost his life yesterday morning. If you were listening to the pr- program <clears throat> at the end of the program you would have heard um, that we did uh, disclose um, who it was. So this is the young man. It's, um, you know, everybody who heard this was, uh, I think, shocked and in a state of disbelief that this young man has, um, you know, at the age of 28, just lost his life. It's just, um, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, I don't know what to say, but. What we can say is that we are um, extending our condolences to his family and we can only imagine how uh, this is, you know, hitting them because it's hitting the community very, very hard. Now, listen, any loss of life is tragic and uh, especially in these types of circumstances, which is a complete shock to everyone. But I always say that Man is such a small community that when it is uh, a humanian, such as young Kieran Wattler, everybody knew this young man. You have people, you know, calling, saying, hey, I went to school with him, or he went to school with my siblings, um, or, you know, I know his mummy who works at such and such a bank, or I know his aunts. I mean, it's just, um, it's just really shocking. And the strange thing is, yesterday morning, even before I knew Um, the identity of the individual, I kind of felt, I mean, call it a little bit of a sixth sense, but I kind of felt like this one was going to be different in the sense that we were going to know this person, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but um, if you go back to yesterday's program, you could kind of see that I was off a little bit um, before we had health city come on. And the only way that I can explain it really is um, I just had a, a sixth sense about this that um, this one was going to hit a little bit different, and so um, you know, sometimes I get these feelings, and so I was not entirely surprised when I heard then that it was a key manion and that a lot of people knew this young man and were just um, besides themselves about this loss. So Miss um, Andine, Miss um, Nola, these are all his aunts. Uh, he comes from a big family. I really, um, his mom, of course, and his father. And he has a sister. Um, I just want to really extend our condolences and, and thoughts to all of them to let them know that we might not understand what you're going through at this time. But as a community, we are here for you. So um, certainly anything that you need from us to, you know, please let us know. Tragic um, young man, lost his life yesterday. Again, another young man, another young person on our roads. You know, given that we have so few roads and they're not entirely complex to drive, I'm always flabbergasted at the increasing number of people who are losing their lives in our roadways. And what we heard was that this driver of the vehicle, and it was one of those, um, I don't know what you call these, what is this, like a little, um, it's a truck, but it's a, I think there's a more specific name for it, but here's this Isuzu, um, oh, what's the name, what do they call these things? There's like a little street name that they call these. Anyway, here's the the vehicle. Um, as you can see, quite a bit of front end damage, including the windshield, and um i was very very surprised to hear that the person had allegedly left the scene of the accident now i do want to talk about this a little bit because this is um quite shocking listen things happen right we nobody is going to sit here and tell you that um We're perfect drivers and you might not make a mistake on the roadway, but when you are involved in any sort of a collision, right, the worst thing that you can do is to leave the scene of the accident. And I think in my mind, when people leave the scene of an accident, the first question I always have is why, why did you leave? I get that adrenaline's pumping and some people do get really, really scared. Like I've had a young lady before who left the scene of an accident and she was trying to explain to me uh, why she left, you know? Um, And I think that it's just one of those things where I guess maybe if you've never been in the situation, it's difficult to even understand why people leave. So I want to, I want to preface my comments by saying that. And uh, having said that though, I think in your mind you need to prepare yourself that, okay, if I'm ever in an accident, regardless of the circumstances, I do not leave. Like, just tell yourself that over and over again, because then in your mind you're preparing yourself um, for the response that you want your body to, you know, give. I get it's fight or flight and the adrenaline's pumping and you're in a really crazy situation, right? This young lady's like, oh my God, I was so afraid. And then I'm like, mm, if you haven't done anything wrong, especially, why are you leaving? Why are you that afraid? Um, you know, of course it's horrific. I remember the one there's one a couple of years ago on um, on West Bay Road where um, I can I can picture it now. It was like close to I think the Kimpton, one of those roundabouts like in that area. And there's a man young man who was involved in that, and um, the person died. I want to say that it was a pedestrian that he hit, a female pedestrian helper or something like that, and she she died. And this person, I remember hearing that he was literally on the verge of having a nervous breakdown, that he had hit this woman and that he had taken her life. And I imagine that you will never be the same again once you're involved in this type of fatal collision. He stayed at the scene of the accident. He was not charged with anything. They said it was just an accident. I think she was trying to like run across all of the leans and he just didn't see her. And unfortunately, um, she lost her life. But I say that to say that, you know, other people have gone through very horrific things and they stayed at the scene of the accident. No matter how difficult it was for them, it is much more difficult for the loved ones of the person that has just died, whatever the circumstances are. And to then hear that, um, you know the person who was involved in the accident, because you can't put any fault or blame yet, because we need to wait for a proper investigation. We need to hear all of the details, but to then put the blame on, or to then hear that that person, my apologies, left the scene of the accident and you don't know where they've gone, that creates additional anxiety for the family, wondering, will this person be caught? And in this particular case, I actually understand that the driver of that truck took off the plate. Uh, He removed the license plate before he left the location. So listen, we will sit here and and have thoughts about this, but why on earth would you go that far? it's, It's bad enough you run and you leave the scene of the accident. To remove your license plate and I said, like I said, the police have not said this, but this is what my street sources are telling me, to, rem- to forcibly remove your license plate before you go and run off, like a coward, because that is very cowardly, um, makes me wonder, again, the big question is, why? Why did you have to do that? That really speaks to the fact that maybe you are hiding something, um, whether it was more than just careless driving. But like I said before, what some of these individuals do, and I think now it's incumbent on our legislators, who, by the way, um, you know, sometimes they need to look at amending legislation more holistically than piecemeal, piecemeal, right? So recently they increased or decreased the, um, the legal limit for, um, for, for DUI, right? For under, being under the influence. That's a good move. But why didn't we increase since we were doing that at the same time? Why didn't we take a more holistic approach at this whole situation with road fatalities, road accidents, and do a couple more things with it, including, but not limited to, increasing the overall penalty? Because the penalty of getting a few months in jail for taking somebody's life and a vehicular homicide is nothing. Like, honestly, you steal money, you're going to jail for longer. Um... Some drug offenses will land you in jail for longer. And I know that a lot of times it can just be a situation where it's an unfortunate accident, but a person's life has still been lost. And I think there needs to be a review of all of the sentencing surrounding vehicular um, homicides in particular. But why didn't our legislators take the time to also increase the relevant, relevant penalty for someone who leaves the scene of an accident, right? Because what is it now? It's like a slap on the wrist. Leaving the scene of an accident should get you, uh, uh, listen, because most people are leaving the scene of the accident because they are drunk. And they are trying to use that additional couple hours that they're going to get by the time the police finds them to sober up. We saw it with that fatality the other day in um, East End, the Frank Sound one. 12 hours, 13 hours, 14 hours later is when they find that young man. Okay. Whatever he had in his system when they found him in the bushes, apparently he was saying that he was distraught and he wanted to kill himself. Well, I'm not going to suggest that, but you have killed somebody and, Everybody knows that you had a problem with alcohol and your doctor had told you, sir, you gotta stop drinking because you're going to kill yourself. Well, it turns out the doctor didn't think about the possibility that he could kill somebody else and not just himself. It's unfortunate, um, you know, that people understand that if they leave the scene of the accident, they can't be then charged with a DUI because by the time they get you and they test your blood alcohol level, um, the, the alcohol or whatever substance you were on is now out of your system. Most unfortunate. And that is precisely um, why they're doing it. And so legislators, can somebody tell me Since y'all were already looking at at least one aspect of this, because, you know, having 20 deaths in a year is a record of vehicular homicides, vehicular related deaths. And um, everybody recognizes that this is a problem that we need to address. So that being the case, why couldn't we also address some of the other portions of this um, area that needed to be looked at? It, it, it just would have made sense. But I also know the difficulty of um, the government uh, pushing for certain changes because y'all would be surprised to understand that I know the premier was in favor of this, but other people, even within his cabinet, were kicking back on this because they're saying, oh, well, you know, I, we can't lower the legal age or the legal um, alcohol limit because I have constituents who go out there drinking and driving all the time, and now they're not gonna wanna vote for me and they're gonna get upset with me. What, I was like, I heard this line of thinking from a few MPs who were not cabinet members who were not in favor of it. And I thought to myself, you guys have got to be kidding me. At what point do you not understand that your job is not supposed to be about being the winner of a popularity contest. As a representative of the people, sometimes you've gotta make really hard decisions that the people themselves may not be entirely happy with. But if you're doing it for the greater good, who in their right mind does not understand the necessity to address the high volume of road accidents and road fatalities that we have for such a small island. And so if you need to increase penalties, if you need to make it you know, more of a severe situation on these people, if you need to hold people more accountable, even insurance companies, if you need to hold them more accountable for their ability to you know, skate away from actually um, paying um, for these clients that they take on. And I mean, we all get it. We all understand that a lot of insurance companies are like, listen, there's certain things you will do to breach um, this contract. And the courts have already found that if you do that, you don't have to pay out. Well, that's unfortunate because then that puts another family, another person, another situation in an uh, untenable position, you know, cause this person doesn't have any money. So they can't be sued in their own right. They may not have any property, they may have nothing. That's the whole point of getting insurance is that there is that coverage if it's watered down, especially as it relates to vehicular homicides and vehicular deaths, if it's watered down to the point where these insurance companies are always gonna find a way out and they're never gonna pay out, really the question becomes, what is the point? And does government have to step in and address this issue? So I really wish that um, they could have looked at this whole area a little bit more holistically. Because every single you know, person that dies on our uh, roadways that could have been prevented, whether it was a DUI related, careless driving, whatever the situation is, I think that we should all feel a sense of sadness to know that um, more can be done and it simply isn't being done. It's just, it's just, uh, it's unfortunate. So I do want to, um, again, express my condolences to this family. I don't know who the driver is. Somebody was asking me. I don't know. Um, Obviously, they're not Caymanian. That's the one thing I can tell you, because we would have known by now if they were. That's why I say obviously. Um, You know, and that's just how it is. I I don't want people to feel, um, I'm going to talk about the BRAC this morning and the situation with drugs on the BRAC as well. And sometimes I say certain things and I think people uh, misunderstand what I'm saying um, and they might take it for um, being a bit word I'm looking for. Um, I don't even know what the word is, but they think I'm either anti-expat or pro k or anti k or anti-whoever. And... It's not the case. And I'm going to tell you why I say that when I start talking about the BRAC here in a second. I'm just telling you that there's certain things that are kind of universal truths, right? If the driver was a Caymanian, by now, I would have known. I would have heard a name. I would have known exactly who he is. So I'm just saying, I don't know who I don't know who he is and where he's from and who his mama is and whatever. But well, if he was a Caymanian, I would know all of those things. That's all I'm saying. Um, you know, no, no dispersions on, oh, it must be an expat because only expats are out there drinking. No. Caymanians are very much um, a, a part of this problem. Nobody goes out there drinking and driving more than Caymanians as far as I'm concerned. It's a really bad habit and y'all need to get your lives together. Drink all you want. I'm not telling you because y'all also oh, know Sandy don't want us to drink. She don't want us to smoke pot. She don't want us to have sex. She don't want us to do nothing. Nope, that's not my um, message here. And it's not my responsibility. It's not my MO. What I'm telling you is if you drink, please drink responsibly. And what that means is You do not drink and drive. Okay. You call a taxi. You call a friend. We don't have Ubers in Cayman, but you call anybody who is sober to come and take you to your point of destination. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program.
7: Two words. Yes. One is snobbish, and the other one is quaint. That's quaint about us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You'll know who the mama is. Mm -hmm. And don't hide away from it. Don't shy away from it. One of, the few things we still have left, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and, and self-satisfied. Oh, I I know who that is. Yeah, that's a snobbish part. Mm. Good morning. I left your message this morning on your phone.
3: Okay, darling. Thank you, so Sandra.
7: Much. Please call me. You're missing something, oh, and how boy. I know you're missing is because you don't mention it, and it can't go like that.
3: Oh gosh. It, okay,
7: th- that's part of the puzzle. Thank you very much I All right, honey.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right, Miss Charlene, I will listen. Oh gosh, you know, this morning I was actually going through some messages. I had messages from early April, probably even some beyond, child. Sometimes a little notification thing in my phone would be like 65 messages. I'm like, oh my God. Um, Yeah, sometimes I get a lot of messages. And I, I apologize if I can't get back to you immediately. Um, Some of y'all like to send me 10 minute voice notes. And what I can tell you is if you send me a 10 minute voice note, the chances of me listening to it um, that means I got to carve out 10 minutes of my time to try and listen to these really long, protracted voice notes. I have a man from Jamaica, funny enough, who, um, who, uh, you know, I was, um, I saw some messages coming in from him. And so I just got a chance to listen to them this morning. And he's saying to me, oh, you know, miss, I want to have, um, I need to call you, you know, just give me five minutes. And I said, sir let me, I sent him a voice note. I said, let me explain to you how this works. Cause it's about somebody owing him money. And this is relatively straightforward. All I know, all I need to know is the person's contact information, who the, who she is, send proof of the money being owed. Because of course I can't just take your word for it because everybody would be claiming somebody owed them money. And then, um, we can take it from there for me to pick up the phone and have a long, cause you know, you say it gonna be three minutes. It's going to be five minutes. By the time you go through this rigmarole story, it's going to be way more than that. And I don't always need to know every single detail of um, what has transpired. Just being completely straightforward with you all now. I don't need to know all that to necessarily be able to help you. So sometimes the shorter and sweeter you keep it, the better. And uh, because I do have so many people that are reaching out and I try to assist as many people as I can, um, you know, sometimes I do have to apologize that I just can't get to everyone in a timely fashion. But if you call me and you remind me, there's a young man, for example, bless his little heart. um, He called me day before yesterday um, because he is going overseas uh, to um, represent Cayman like during the summer. And he's asked for some assistance with some funding. And one thing I must say is this young man has been really, really good about following up with me he's like, miss, I know you're busy. I'm just calling you as a reminder. And I appreciate that because honestly, I talked to him today and I'm like, okay, I'm going to send out the message to see who can help. And I did. And then to remember to follow up with him, mm -hmm, I might not have entirely done that fully. So I told him that we're working on it for him and we're hoping that we can get some funds um, together to be able to assist him. But then he reached out again and said, miss, I'm still, I'm still waiting. Don't forget. I'm still waiting. So I appreciate that. And as a matter of fact, I'm looking for his message now because I'm like, oh God, I got to message him again. Um, I'll try to find it. But anyway, we're going to see how we can assist that young man. So yeah, don't don't feel any way. Thank you, Miss Charlene, for the reminder. Don't feel any way about um, reminding me if I, if I told you I was going to get back to you and I haven't, by all means, just uh, shoot me a little message, ping me or whatever. Because um, sometimes if you message me and you see that I haven't responded, just go back to that same chat. And say, hey, and then it comes back up, obviously, in WhatsApp at the top of my mm. messages. And then I can see more or less what's going on. So um, Everton, Miss Wee, good morning to Jewel, Alejandro, um, everyone here. Don't they call those little trucks bo- box trucks or something? Everyone here um, expressing their condolences, Miss Beulah, Siobhan. Um, so, yeah, it's it's quite an unfortunate situation. Good morning, Val. Val says the guy ran away after he turned in front of him and killed him. So sad. Um, And, you know, like I said, uh, we've heard that the truck driver was at fault. I'm leaning towards probably believing that given what's happened. There's lots of cameras that should be in that area. So I feel like, um, you know, we'll we'll get to the bottom of this rather quickly. And uh, this person will be held accountable to some extent for, um, what has occurred, but I do believe that this, um, the driver of the truck was actually at fault. Either way, you know, it's a sad situation. Now, let me talk a little bit about some of the, the, uh, clatter. Is that the right word I'm looking for? The, the chatter that's in the community surrounding this situation. Um, some people I heard were in the comment section. And again, I don't, get to read a lot of these, these comments. I honestly don't, uh, some posts will have hundreds of comments on my, like, Oh my God, I, I don't have that kind of time in the day. Um, so someone mentioned that there was some discussion in the comment section about, Oh, this young man, you know, wasn't wearing a helmet or he was, sometimes he's seen out, you know, driving up and down. He's not the best driver. <sighs> I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything about this young man to that extent. He obviously had his little motorbike. I understand he had a job. Um, you know, I haven't heard anybody say that he was a troublemaker or he was into anything. We do know that sometimes we have young people who are out there really taking a chance with their own lives. These are the guys who ride the illegal bikes who are out there, you know, doing wheelies and all kinds of tricks in the middle of the road. No helmets, no protection. And they are a danger to everybody else on the roadway because they are creating um, a situation where somebody will lick them down. One was already licked down here in Savannah. He was lucky to have survived that incident. And that hasn't taught them a lesson. They're young and dumb. That's all I can tell you. They are taking a chance with their own lives that, my God, is just unbelievable. I don't think that that was the situation here from what I have heard thus far. And of course, I'm not the judge and jury and decisioner of what, you know, is going to happen in this situation. Um, But I haven't heard that. And so I think that unless you were at the scene of the accident, unless you saw something that you can speak specifically to, this is probably not the time to get in the comment section and to lay blame on the person who's now deceased. You know, be be cognizant of the fact that a lot of um, our uh, community members would be related to this individual and would, you know, be potentially reading those comments, right? The other thing is somebody said to me that there was some sort of video or something in circulation of the young man after he um after the accident and that that was being sent around i've not seen it um thank you val for clarifying he says no it's not a box truck okay um i've not seen it so i cannot speak to that at all but what i will say is i know this is a very touchy subject people like to take videos of traffic accidents. Trust me, you hear of some horrific traffic accidents happening in Jamaica. And right away in Cayman, we're getting the video footage of it. You see things that your mind cannot unsee in terms of the damage that happens to a human body when it's involved in an accident. It's horrific to say the least, yeah? I think that in Cayman, once again, because everybody knows everybody, It takes a very different, I mean, I've watched some of these videos, I have to admit to watching them. Um, Curiosity, sometimes you're like, how bad was the accident? I'm not a particularly skirmish person. So it doesn't necessarily bother me, especially if I don't know the person, it doesn't necessarily bother me to see it. But I'm very, very aware of the fact that family members must be besides themselves to hear that somebody would have recorded this young man lying there dead or dying on asphalt and then take that and circulate that around in a community as small as K-Man. Like I said, I've not seen it. I have only heard that potentially there is a video out there that was being circulated. And um, I think people need to be cognizant and to think about the family members. This is not a big community. Where maybe you could say, well, the chances of the family members ever hearing or seeing about it is probably slim to none. You know, Jamaica has millions of people. So if somebody records an accident um, in the U.S., it's the same thing. You guys might not know this or remember this. But back in the day, because I remember kind of when the Internet was really coming into its own, I was like in university and stuff. There was a website, I don't even know what it's called. Um, i had some kind of unusual name. But anyway, there was a website dedicated to people sharing really grotesque stuff like traffic accidents and stuff like that. Um, Because it is a thing. It's like some people have a fetish for it. They, They like to just sit down and watch this stuff. And so, my God, they would show things, I mean... Listen, e- even when you think about, you know, somebody getting shot and you don't know the damage, like if you've never seen a gunshot victim, like a shotgun or these um, set these um, high-powered AK-47s and what they actually do to the human body, if you've ever seen it once, you then appreciate why no gun of that caliber needs to even be in existence. Like what exactly is it that you're hunting? Some alien from outer space? Oh yes, El Rey, that's the name of it rotten.com are they still around shall i used to go on there back in the day because i must tell you i was a little bit more curious in my younger days about some of this stuff and i used to go there and look at this stuff and you'd be shocked at some of the things that you would you would see and it's like part of it's like ugh, you want to be disgusted and so you're like what the hell um you know it's kind of like those of you who are into the whole pimple popping thing they're all disgusting. But um, now, you know, a lot of people are kind of into that. Like you want to be disgusted, but I caution you again in Cayman, please think of the family members and how they must feel about the situation. If you're out there um, sharing these types of videos. And the the last one I recall seeing was the accident in West Bay with the young child and the father that died. Um, I can't remember if that was last year or the year before, and this was taken in the morgue. Let's be honest, there's only so many people that have access to the morgue. So of course, an investigation was afoot in terms of who would have taken that video footage. It was in the hospital. And um, those were not that bad because they kind of just looked like they were sleeping. and quite frankly, they looked so peaceful. They actually looked like they were that they were sleeping. But you know, our first responders, they get to see this stuff firsthand, and I want to say to them, I take my hats off to them for doing the job that they do because it can't be easy Uh, seeing it and having a visual and even a video is one thing, but having to see it in person and deal with these victims, knowing again that you may know their family members, you may know their loved ones cannot be um, an easy situation. I often wonder whether or not our first responders have any access to therapy because God, I feel like um, they probably need it, you know, but don't circulate it folks. Um, nobody wants to see it. Uh, you know, I've heard, like I said, only positive things about this young man. Val says he was going to work, very decent young man. And so um, let, let the positive be the memories that people hold on to, as opposed to now seeing that video of him. Cause like I said, once you've seen something like that, you cannot get that out of your head. Um, so let's maintain a degree of decorum in respect um, for the loved ones. Now we've we've shared videos before on CMR that some people did not like. Um, You know, we try to, um, I I don't personally have any editing skills, but now I have um, editors on board. So I try to, if there's any remnants of like the person showing or whatever, we try to make sure that we cover that up. Um, You know, but sometimes we have shared videos before and I I I tell people straight up, we're not into the real macabre stuff and their videos that we haven't shared. Um, But I do feel that people live in such a sterile environment as well, where they don't appreciate what their actions do to other people. So how bad the accident was is lost in a lot of us because we don't see it. So there is an argument, especially as it relates to our young people for letting them see like when you speed and you hit another object, this is what the mangled cars look like. And imagine what it does to the bodies um, in addition to that as well. So I'm not here trying to say that, you know, we're saints and we're never going to show a video that you might not be offended by, or we might not put up a picture that you're going to go, oh no, I don't want to see that picture. I think everyone has to, you know, we now try to do viewer discretion warnings, trigger warnings, that if you're easily triggered um, by things, then please do not look at this, um, you know, and it is what it is, but... Yeah. Very sad situation all around. Trust me. So, um, they have, the police have confirmed that they have arrested on um, someone. Good morning to, uh, Senor Robert. He is here joining us this morning. I don't often see you anymore. I think you're so busy. You ain't got time for us little small folks anymore. Busy businessman he is. So the police also made another arrest yesterday. And I want to talk about this situation. So yesterday morning, we talked about the one um driver who is out there collecting coconuts somebody sent me her picture um yesterday who sent me her picture and they were like yeah this is what she looks like um oh god who was that can somebody resend it to me i can't remember who that was now um oh yes i just found it she looks like um I don't know if this is her. I might have her confused. Y'all going to have to help me. Okay, y'all going to have to help me with this one now. Because y'all know I did not grow up here, so I don't have all the connections in my brain. But she has these dreadlocks. The, the person said, this is who's raiding people's trees. I've never seen her drive before. She usually rides a bike. And whoever owns the vehicle picks her up to raid people's trees. Um, if it's her driving, I don't know who lick her head give her a car. Cause like I say, I've never seen her driving before. Um, I've come to know her. I came onions talking to you. (laughs) They say her name is Desiree Ebanks. Is she the one, um, help me out here now. Is she the one that always, cause she kind of looks like her, but you know, them Savannians have a particular look too. So she might be related to her. I don't know if it's her. But is this the one her mama used to live at the top of Newlands Road? When real, She died, I think, when she was like in her 80s. She was quite senior when she finally passed away. But she was always, this one was always on a bicycle. And I mean, she rides a lot, like up and down. I mean, I, I say she should be the most fit person in Cayman as much as she rides that bicycle. Is this the same one that's always riding up and down Newlands? And sometimes you see her all the way in Georgetown on her bicycle and stuff like that um bink says yes that's her okay well at least she's out there trying to hustle as people say trying to although she's stealing coconuts and people she's finally um trying to hustle uh through thievery um but she needs to not be acting ignorant on the roadway she needs to not be having a dangerous um uh yeah i don't remember her ever driving either but of course i'm one of the worst people in the world when it comes to paying attention to who's driving a car I never see who's driving. People be like, oh, I was blowing at you and waving at you, and I had flags out. And I'm like, oh, you did? Because I really don't see that. So this is is her in her local car. I guess now she's driving, folks. So this is Desiree out there um, causing havoc on the roadways. And people actually said, that she will cuss you out when her coconuts fall into the street, like they did on Saturday, and almost kill people. You don't get that with an attitude of a person on. I remember this woman because many, many years ago, I was in um, Price Right. This is probably not long after Price Right um opened and um, she was in there begging for sanitary products. And she claimed that she had a cancer and that she was constantly bleeding. She gave me some some story that of course was a heart tugger and I believed her because I didn't know who she was at the time Poor me. And um, I bought it for her and then somebody stopped me afterward. And they say, Sandy, you do know that a lot of these people are in drugs and they want you to give them gift cards or they want you to buy stuff for them, which they then go inside and return and get the cash for it. And I was like, what? So I had to ask Mr. Woody about this. I'm like, I don't believe that's happening. So um, I said to Woody, is this true? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, is there a way for me to give people groceries without them abusing that? And he said, not really. Because I mean, if they're hell bent on abusing it, even if they don't return the items, because then she was asking me for the receipt. That's what kind of made me feel like, why would you need a receipt? I bought you what you said you needed. I don't give people cash and I don't walk with cash. Right? So I was in there shopping for myself. I'm like, miss, I don't walk with cash. I have my debit card. So tell me what it is that you need. I'm here and I'll buy it for you. And then afterwards she's like, Oh, can she get the receipt? And I was like, Oh, why would you need the receipt? Because they then want to return it, get the cash. And then they use the cash to funnel and buy their drugs. Mm, mm, mm. It's a hot mess. Um, but that picture, that's the best that I've seen her. I don't know if, when that picture is from. But honey, Chia, maybe coconut's doing her good. Because I've never seen her looking this good. Mm-hmm. Mess with her. Look like she actually had the hair done, a little makeup done. She's not looking too bad there at all. Um, but yes, Ms. Desiree, please, um, be careful in the roadway. You're, you're going to cause somebody their life. So y'all seem to know her. Al Ray says Desiree from Newlands. Darlene says, I went to school with her. She was an okay girl. Um, So that's the same one that I'm thinking of. Yes, honey child, she can ride her bicycle. I'd be like, damn, she must be fit. I'd be seeing her all in the Newlands bypass, all the way in town. She was getting around on that bike. Does she have a driver's license though? Is that car licensed? Is it insured? Like I have so many questions when I see a vehicle on the road looking like that. Um, I do have to ask because the second she hit and kill somebody, then y'all gonna know that. Oops, she never had insurance. The car is not roadworthy. This not and the next mix up situation. Morning, Miss Vicky. Uh-uh. Hello, to Mark. Binks says, "Yep, that's her." Um. So yes, Siobhan, they have arrested someone in relation to um, the drug situation. At, sorry, my brain is already going on to the next topic. In relation to the DUI. Uh, no, she's in um, peace brain, back it up, put it in reverse and get it right in relation to the accident yesterday morning. Oh my goodness. Yes. Uh, all right. Uh, morning Gareth. Uh, so Finia's here. Good morning to you, my darling. Uh, Alejandro says they don't want to see anyone trying. I see this lady at automotive art trying to check her battery. I asked her sis and she didn't want any assistance. She was telling me how much people pass and didn't want to help her when she was stuck on the road. I thought to myself, this sounds like a familiar story. This exact same woman, but um, Alejandro, had you been paying attention, you would see probably why people don't want to help Desiree because she's not the nicest person in the world to want to help. She, she's having coconuts dropping out of her car, almost hitting people, and then she gets out cursing at them. Does that sound like someone that people know that that's her, that they're going to want to help? Come on now. I'm just saying. What a hot mess. All right. Let's talk about drugs in Cayman. A couple of days ago, I heard about an overdose in Cayman Brac. I should say another one because we've heard about quite a few. And um, per usual, uh, nope, no confirmation. The police never confirm. Nobody confirmed. I mean, the situation in the back is out of hand. A couple over a week ago, I think it's my gosh, the time is just flying now. So Saturday was a week. I was um, going out east for uh, dinner with some friends and I got a phone call that this guy named um, oh, some Indian guy named Rafi was um, was missing. People were concerned about him. He had some kind of fight with the girlfriend. And then, um, you know, they didn't know if he was like suicidal or what the situation was. And I'm like, okay. So we got a phone call. His friends, people worried about him. Please help locate Rafi. I said, all right, no problem. Let's go and locate Rafi. So we posted it up. And the minute we posted it up, someone said to me, oh, him. I want y'all to listen to this story. Because at some point I said something along the lines about how bad the situation is in the BRAC with drugs. And I said, imagine, we now, it's gotten so bad that we now have expats who go to the BRAT to get their drugs. And this person's like, oh, what are you trying to say about expats? And it, it's more came in, taking drugs. I'm like, listen, you don't need to pump the brakes. Sometimes your level of lack of understanding is shocking to me. I'm not saying anything about, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. But the post wasn't about, oh, expats are on drugs and they're the ones who are, you know, supporting the drug trade. That's not what that comment meant. What the comment was saying is that Even, try try to listen now, because I'm going to say it as simply as I possibly can, that even someone who's here on a work permit, who doesn't know the ins and outs of Cayman, know that if you want drugs, easily accessible, apparently no police presence that's going to be stopping you whatsoever, you simply go to Cayman Brack to get your drugs. That's all I'm saying. And, uh, you know, I don't care who likes it or who can lump it. That is a shocking indictment on all of us. Everybody knows that came Brack and little Cayman, little 2, too we're the 200 little people. This is where you go for your drugs. I was like, what the rat? Did-? Listen to me. So, I was really really surprised when someone said the following. I'm going to let I'm going to read this to you because when I first read it, I was in such a state of disbelief. And it turns out that this person knows exactly what they're talking about. Now, you if you believe people are in your business here in Grand Cayman, honey chow, in the Sister Islands, they're in your business 20 times as much. So I'm going to show you guys this guy. Apparently, he's a bartender. And um, I don't know like I said, what his situation is, but he has come to Cayman and somehow he's gotten mixed up with a bit of a drug problem.
8: Mm -mm -mm.
3: I wonder if his poor family um, in India is aware that this poor guy is supposed to be here working to help support them. This is the reality of life as a foreign worker. Sending money home and he's here supporting a crack habit and losing jobs because of it. Here he is, Rafi. Not a bad-looking fellow either. Apparently, he's, he was dating one of the Filipino girl the other day. And the two of them had some big fight. And he left the, the home. Um, oh, I can't live without you. I'm going to kill myself. And that's why people are looking for him because they were worried. Turns out, Rafi... Well, listen to the story. We're going to get there. Y'all hold hold your horses. We are going to get there, honey. Chill. All right. So, um... Let me read. Let me read this message, y'all. Let me let me find it, and I'm gonna tell you guys why I was so shocked. So the the evening we put up the post, somebody messaged and said, um, this was April the 15th. Yep. Somebody messaged and said he works at LCBR, and I was like, who the hell is LCBR? Little Cayman, Brack Reef or Resort or something. I think it's Resort. And he is on the Coke. And, you know, I'm thinking the Coke. Same drug dealer that supplied um, LC is, and then they name a Caymanian so-and-so baby father who has 12 children for different Honda girls. Now, I ha- this is a little bit coded, so I had to figure out the Honda it must mean Honduran, and can't support them. Most bartenders and dive staff use coke over in little cayman well this was news to me honey, child. i was like what you know my my innocent little brain now like churning around like huh uh they say he went to northward for four months got caught with coke and also rumors that he killed so and so in his house but the honduran girl that was with this person who died y'all would know if you know the story um took the fall she was messing with And then he names this other Caymanian. So I'm like, um, I'm confused. I'm like, first question is, how do you know this? (laughs) And this guy who's missing is an Indian guy. And he works in Grand Cayman. So I'm like trying to make sure that we're talking about the same person now. Because I don't want you to give me no misinformation. So the person says, yes. He came from Grand Cayman and worked at Little Cayman Beach Resort for like three or four years. Then they go on to say exactly how they know him. Last April, he was still there. Um, I don't know if he left and is now in Grand Cayman. New manager at LCBR and many staff have left and she does not know how to lead and treat staff. Well, that's a whole different story. Normal from there, they promote laziness and ass kissers. And then, oh, he is on Grand Cayman now working from months ago is what the person then said. So I said, okay, so he's from India and he's mixed up in drugs on the sister islands? Like what? And they say, yes, he's from India, and he's also married, has not been back for years, goes by a few different names. I said, oh, wow. And um, so they responded to some of my questions, and they say he uses the white stuff. And then um, they go on to say, um when I say that he was in jail, because now this confuses me, I'm like, how can you be in jail? And then I, I, I'm i not sure if that part was in relation to him because they were talking about um, somebody else. Yeah, they clarified later on in the message that they weren't saying that Rafi was in jail. It was the other guy who was the Coke dealer. So they actually told me who the Coke dealer was. Now, listen, if I can get all this information about who the Coke dealer is on Little K-Man and this not the next thing and how many children he got, with Honduran women and he's not taking care of them, blah, blah, blah. My question is how is it that the RCIPS does not have this information? I mean, for Pete's sake. I am given everything under the sun about these coke dealers and who they are and what they're up to on the sister islands. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Something needs to be done about it is what I can tell you. It is really, really bad. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. You just asked the question. Morning, Sandra. You just ask the question. How is it that you get the information? Do you realize that you just,
9: you do not disclose your source? Once you walk in that police mm-hmm. station and give information, by time you're out, your name is already out there. Mm-hmm. So there's no trust in the police.
8: That's
10: there's sad. lack of
9: confidence, shallot in the police force and not being racist in any way because it's now called the Jamaican national force. It's full of Jamaicans, Indians, and Filipinos. So what do you expect? Mm. They're going to protect their own. That's my two cents.
3: Thank you, my dear. I mean, it's sad, but I mean, the thing about it is I don't even know if they're protecting their own because the people out there who are dealing in the drugs, these are actually Caymanians. That name that I have here is a Caymanian name. Then I know Jamaican, not a Filipino and certainly not an Indian guy, they might be the clients, but I tell you what, the people who are dealing in the drugs, by and large, are Caymanians. I mean, yes, they have their Jamaican connections because they're bringing it in from overseas. Good morning, caller.
2: Um, I just want to agree partially with the last caller. It It's not, and I think it's not that the police don't know who's doing it, mm-hmm. because everyone knows but mm-hmm. remember now, they also have to have evidence. That's like true. Like, if they want to convict the person, That's true. they can't just go, you know, arrest them based yes. on what they hear. Because, exactly. as the caller said, people are afraid to actually come forward and testify. Mm-hmm. They might tell you who's doing it, but that doesn't mean they're going to testify, and the police need evidence. Mm-hmm. Yes. But what I think needs to be questioned is if, if the police are setting up raids or roadblocks or or they're following these people trying right. to catch these people and they're not catching them why
8: mm-hmm, do mm. they
2: have someone on the inside that they're paying mm. like what's happening yes. i'm not saying that that's what is happening you're but just I questioning
3: think, what's going on
2: yeah like yeah. something it can't be that for years and years this is happening and no one is being held responsible for mm-hmm. it or being caught you know it's it makes you wonder
3: yeah, I mean I've got a lot of questions. Thank you caller. Uh 9362626 is a telephone number. I I have the same questions to be honest. Um the caller rightfully said, we can't expect someone to end up in court without adequate evidence unless your name is Sandra Hill. <laughs> Y'all know I had to go there. Back by the way, I'm back in court on Friday. I need to confirm what time. Don't don't make me forget. Put it in your calendars <laughs> that I have court on Friday so I don't get in trouble. But we're still waiting. DPP's office had a deadline t- till last week, Friday. The court gave them a deadline to send my lawyer additional information. They didn't do it. She messaged them over the weekend, said, You got till Monday. Today's now Wednesday. Monday came and went, and they still haven't done it. So we're back in court on Friday. So I'm the only person in this country that they can bring trumped up charges against. This is my honest belief that have no merit, no evidence, nothing. And I'm before court. Because normally, They want to actually win a case and they don't want to be embarrassed. Their track record against me obviously says otherwise. But when it comes to, as the caller rightfully said, they can't go out there arresting and charging people without the necessary evidence for that charge to then hold up. However, I'm asking the same questions. How much investigating is going on? Because any broker can tell you which funeral, which funeral, which um, grave site, grave yard, all the drug take, all the drug dealing is happening at, the crack pipes are out there. It's like an open free for all. Now, if Rafi, listen to this, right? This Indian guy is here on a work permit. If Rafi knows that to get the good stuff, because it turns out, let me tell you how the story unfolded. So he went missing. We posted up. We got that message about Rafi doing drugs. I was like, oh, God, I don't believe it. Then I started getting all these phone calls about Rafi. Oh, you know, he's my friend. And, you know, I spoke to him yesterday morning at 11 o'clock. And he just needed some money. Maybe he was late on his rent. I said, did you ask what he needed the money for? No. Maybe he just needed rent money. Hmm. Then the next person messaged, oh, that guy? I saw him on the flight with us going to Cayman Brack on Friday. And I was like, he went to the Brack? So now I'm really believing that this source knows exactly what it is that they're talking about. Rafi went to the BRAC to get drugs because the drugs are flowing so easily is what I'm told by multiple persons in Cayman BRAC. And not only is it flowing easy there, but apparently the quality of drugs, if you're a drug addict, quality must make a difference. I don't know anything about these things to be honest. But I'm also told that the quality in Cayman Brack is actually pretty good. It's pure stuff. They're not cutting it with much. And if anything, they might be starting to add a little fentanyl to it, which is going to start killing some of y'all if it hasn't already. Look at the number of overdoses that we've had on the Brack. There was the one, um, I can't remember if he was American, Canadian, or where he was from. He died. That was so hush-hush. And when we put it up said, oh, we understand he died from a drug overdose, I had people who worked Maples and Calder in the comment section about, oh, how y'all know he died from a drug overdose, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, listen, just back the hell up. I'm a fair and equal opportunity, I'm going to hold you accountable kind of person. I don't care who you is. I don't care if you're Caymanian, Jamaican, Black, white, Indian, and a business with that. Everybody said a man died from a friggin' overdose, and they found the lines of, of coke and whatever up in his house. Like I said, I'm blackers know more about your business than you know. So you here working on Maple? tell you gonna defend him? I'm not defending nobody because I don't know what y'all doing behind closed doors, much less. Mm-hmm. Then we had the niece of, um, the sitting MP, minister, had an overdose. She's a friggin' school teacher. Y'all not talking about that story? That was so hush hush. What happened to her? Thankfully she didn't die, but is she back teaching her kids? School teachers with drug problems, teaching elementary and high school and middle school children on Cayman Brack. And y'all know what's going on and you're sitting there like a bunch of fools not addressing this issue. This is where I kind of have a problem with the police. Now we've had a number of break-ins like four in the last week or so in Cayman Brack. And it's all tied back to these people and their drug habit. They're getting desperate. They need access to money. So they're going to break into your homes. They're going to break into your businesses. They're going to do whatever they can to get money to then go and buy drugs. That's why I was so shocked when Quincy had the audacity to call in last month on my program. I said he must have taken a hit of some real stupid stuff. Cause I'm like, dude, you're actively. Oh, I'm in drug. I'm in rehab. Two days later, the brokers tell me, "Oh yeah, we just saw Quincy walk in the streets, high as and, and drunk as a stupor." I'm like, uh huh. What kind of drug rehab this dude supposed to be in? Don't play with your lives, folks, and don't call in here being stupid, because people know your business. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody knows the real score. They can tell you who the top five, there's probably not more than five, drug suppliers are in Cayman Brack. Y'all remember the story with the missing and then baby, a little um, Alicia that was found dead? If y'all paid attention to the details of the story, right? The mother's boyfriend at the time, who she had just not long started dating, was someone who left Grand Cayman, because the heat was on here, went to Cayman Brac, and was subsequently arrested for drug offenses on Cayman Brac. Even the drug dealers are leaving Grand Cayman to go to Cayman Brac because it is easier over there, and they have ample clientele. I don't know where the hell Rafi is, but can immigration, W-O-R-C, tell me if they're going to continue to give this man a work permit and allow him to stay in Cayman, knowing that he's just out there having a, his a good old time on drugs? Huh? Now the story got even more interesting. Because then somebody's like, oh yeah, this girl named Vicky came to check him at his workplace. Looking for him, and I was like, Vicky, who? Then you come find out. Vicky is somebody I know that is, is out there on, on really bad on drugs. I don't know if it's my imagination, and it could be, y'all would have to tell me. But it seems like a lot of people right now are having a bit of a drug problem. This is the most people I've known. I mean, I'm I'm not in that scene, so again. This could just be me kind of misinterpreting the situation. But this is the most people that I've known in Cayman to be on drugs. Every day, it's like a new person. Well, oh, did you hear that this person? Oh, my God, Sandy. I saw this person riding on a bicycle handle, and she looked so bad and drawn out. She has got to be on crack. And I'm like, oh, God. Not only, not only was the person instinctually right, but I already knew that that was the situation. We're going to talk about politics here in a minute. I'm going to take a little bit of a commercial break. But let's take somebody like Andre Espute. Andre has a drug problem. There's not nothing. Everybody wins a part notice. There's the same guy who was trying to run a campaign for the PPM. And they had him through his his um what is news platform called, whatever the heck it's called over there, um you know, posting up stuff, supporting them because they're feeding him with groceries every day where he don't have to work. And he can send them a grocery list. Tell him he want T bone steak, and he want this, and he want that. The sad part is, these Caymanians who are on drugs have no regard for their community. They have no regard for their families. These people have children. What on earth are the children having to deal with in a household where both parents are are drug addicts? You know, you know how detrimental that is to children and their well-being and their future? You have, you sleep all day because you're high in Coke or crack or whatever else, however you're, you're getting it, snorting, shooting it up. I don't know exactly how, how you're even using it. And then you can sit down and call your MP, tell them that they must give you groceries because you're going to use your influential platform to say something bad about them if they don't give you a bag of groceries. Y'all not ready for the true telling that's going on here today. That's all I can tell you. This is a sad indictment on this country and politicians know what's going on and I have not heard a single one of them speak about the drug problem on the sister islands or in Grand Cayman. Why is that? Forget the police for a second because they, they got a job to do. Yes. Where are our MPs? Knowing that their constituents are out there on drugs. Juliana, bless her little heart, according to Kenneth, she's upset with me. I don't know what she's upset with me for because I actually quite like Juliana up to point. I like them all up to point. But when it comes to doing your job and representing the people and looking out for the people's interests, I expect you to do it. That's where the friendship circle ends. And if you're not doing it, I'm going to call you out. And I don't care who you is. Okay. As bad as the drug situation is, where is Moses Kirk Why isn't he talking about it? Well, I guess we know Moses' history himself from that book from Lee Rich. I guess he can't really talk too much about drugs and and money laundering and and, and snorting and all this kind of stuff, because people might look at him and say, who the hell are you talking to? But this is your job as an MP. Madam Juliana, do you not know that the the BRAC is allegedly drowning in drugs so much so that these people keep breaking down the um into the the church they they break into very churches they're they're, they're going into restaurants left right and center um they're, they're stealing trucks I don't know how how you steal a truck on the BRAC, but they stole the truck I don't know where they're going with it right they're doing all this stuff and people have questions about why you all are not speaking up. Your niece overdosed on drugs. Can you not speak to young people? You're the education minister. You should be increasing programs in our school, telling our young people about the dangers of drug and cocaine addiction, because you have personal experience. Good morning, caller. Yes,
11: morning, Sandra. How are you?
3: My dear, I'm right here. How are you? Oh, shoot. Oh, hold hold on a sec. Is- I think I am. Oh, my goodness. I had another caller. My apologies. I other caller. I forgot to add the calls together. But my 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 apologies. Um, call back. But yes, ma'am.
11: I am calling from Kim and Brack. Yes, this ma'am. Valda. This is Valda Scott. I am not familiar with you, but men and your mother is good friend. Okay. Ms. Sandria. What are you saying this morning? It is the Bible flap. I am here and I can stay in my house, my yard, and I can smell the drug that is surrounding the area. Mm-hmm. The policeman, if I see them drive through Spot once. For the day or once for the night, I give God the glory. The Mm. policemen know everything going on, Kim and Brock, but they afraid the drug dealers. Really. They afraid that the drillers, Sandria Hill.
3: Oh, my God. And
11: I belt over representative. Mm-hmm. I do not expect anything out of them. I did not vote for any one of them. The only soul I saw what I vote for was Elvis McKeever. But he said he didn't want anybody that go to church to vote for him. So
3: therefore,
11: I did not vote for him because I'm a church goer. I'm a church member. Well, Sean, he he
3: might have gotten in if, if if he had worked with the church people.
11: Exactly, Sandra. But as far as I am concerned, I am ashamed of the two representatives that came and brought God. Mm-hmm. They are not holding in a meeting to tell the people that supported them one thing. Mm-hmm. All you can hear them say they're coming grand commands to be in the House of Parliament mm-hmm. for meeting. Why are they going there to have a meeting mm-hmm. and they are not coming back telling their people up here anything? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's only the good Lord to have mercy on our island. Mm-hmm. The drug has taken over. The policemen and our representatives are not doing anything about it. And mm-hmm. if they don't feel pleased with what I'm saying on air this morning, mm-hmm. my house number is, and my address is Crab lean Spot Bay, house mm-hmm. number 28 mm-hmm. 28- Tell them come for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I am mm-hmm. either three years old and they can come for me. I don't know what they will do with the body. Thank you this morning. Bye. Yes, ma'am.
3: Okay, thank you. Um to that caller. Good morning, caller. Welcome to the program. oh. All right, folks. Lines open nine four three um two six two six is the telephone number. I think she might be, I don't want to say she's her first came in back caller. Because I guess technically, Quince is called and he was in the BRAC. Um, I think Kara called once and she was in the BRAC. So you had more than one, but we don't get a whole lot of brackers, But I'm glad that they're listening. Because let me just say this. And, and she's a very bold woman. She's in her 80s. She sounds fantastic, by the way. Let me just say this. These criminals that are out in these streets, and especially the ones in the BRAC, seem to be very bold. Because you remember when that one there, one of the Parchment Brothers, isn't he the same one who was involved in killing that poor um, Sri Lankan guy at Bananas? And they got a slap on the wrist? He was one of the ones posting up about how, um, oh, um, these people t- um, inform us and calling the police on us, and we are come, and, and they, not solve no, they not solve no no crime on the BRAC. Threatening the good citizens of Cayman BRAC. Listen, I don't know who that woman is. What what did she say her name was? It is something years old and she can call in and say enough is enough. We've had enough of the police not doing anything. We've had enough of her MPs not doing anything. She's showing no fear this morning. The rest of you need to wake up and do the same. You gotta let some two-bit criminal in Cayman Brack threaten you and make you afraid? Where is, where is Graham Rankin this morning? Y'all need to learn or two, a thing or two about what them Eastenders back in the day would have done with somebody like him. The men in the district would have grabbed that boy up and take him out in the bush and beat him with one cow cod and whatever else they could find and tell him to, to threaten people again. Y'all have got to stand up for your respective communities. Nobody else is going to do it. Well, I mean, I'm trying. I'm seeing the break ins. I'm seeing the, the 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 problem it's gonna cause. Um, what did a little restaurant called there in the brack? Every single time they have to shut down and try to clean up glass. Are y'all are y'all understanding the magnitude of what this problem is? Caller, give me one second. I want to show some pictures here that we have from the restaurant break in. Look at this. Look at look at this damage. Busted out window. Yeah, look at this. The entire front window. Um, remind me of the name of the restaurant in the brow. What a little restaurant call again. The only one that y'all won't be going to when you go to the y'all from Cayman. Go there and everybody got to go into this little restaurant. Look at this. Now, this poor. What's SAR Island? Thank you, caller. Um, SAR Island. Now they have to go and replace window glass, um, mashed up register. Look at all the blood on the floor from where they must have cut themselves on the glass. No, this case should be easy just to, to do a DNA swab from this hot mess of blood that's on the floor. This is disruptive to businesses. People on the BRAC are afraid and y'all need to stand up. You know who the who the drug dealers are. Put a stop to this foolishness. Good morning, caller number one. We got two callers in line. We'll take the first caller. Um, let me tell you who called in first. Caller ending in um, 1654. Good morning, caller.
7: Good morning. Um again Mm -hmm. um number one to whomever that senior citizen that elderly lady is good morning to you thank you Mm -hmm. that's the cayman fire that's the cayman morals those are the cayman characteristics that's the cayman heritage that's our culture and thank you for the leadership this morning ma'am because caymanian women led and were followed and you sound like you are one of those people. Thank mm-hmm. you so much this morning. And listen, the politicians, we can bundle them all up in one barrel. And we are one paper bag. We can throw them overboard. And neither one will be able to, as our people will say, fight themselves out of a wet paper bag. And you know that's going to disintegrate.
10: Mm-hmm.
7: But you're, 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 you're banging on the ministry of education. Yeah, that's good place. But what about the families? What about the Mm -hmm. parents of these children? That's
3: right.
7: I am a parent, and I cry, and I sob, and I cuss, and I carry on. Mm -hmm. And I ain't got nothing. Most times, but hardship and and, and a broken heart. But we are the parents of these children. And it's not for the community's sake. But how it seems to me like k are quite content nowadays to bury their children. Mm. Mm -hmm. The government can't do anything more with your children Mm -hmm. than than have policies and spend money.
8: Mm.
7: And sometimes this, this, I mean, I don't mean this government, but our government does that. That's what they're supposed to do. Sometimes they don't have it together, but sometimes they do. But we as parents and communities Mm -hmm. need to be on duty at all times. And sometimes, you know what? Even these children sometimes will listen. Mm. They will listen. They will listen. Someone will cuss your yeah, but me, I'll cuss them back. Mm. But some of them will actually listen to you. Yes. But mostly we don't open our mouth. So I'm not, I not putting it out at the yeah. foot of children. The parents, the parents, the mm. parents. The parents the I mean, I kids. feel sorry for the
3: poor children because, like I said, the environments that they're growing up in and what they're being exposed to—it's a wonder that more of them are not dysfunctional. Hello, hello,
5: hello.
7: Like I say, it's the parents. I mean, I know it's hard to talk to them because they don't listen. They get violent. They, 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 they hurt. They not only hurt you physically; they hurt you emotionally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But still, that's your job. Mm-hmm. And especially some of us who may allow them to come to the stage and say, mm-hmm. It is not the not the government you got it railed down on all the time. And poor Juliana yeah. should get it up late But it's the parents, it's the parents to community. That's what a woman did this morning. Mm-hmm. The elderly mm-hmm. did this morning, the community to get up and talk. What has happened to us here in Cayman, against Cayman and women, especially the elderly not talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I boom like, I should just. it, but I'm mm-hmm. talking. That's what's missing here. The families and the community. And I so thank you, ma'am. I so thank you. Thank you very much.
3: All right, my dear. We have a couple comments. We do have another caller. So let's take the caller first and then we'll read um, some of the comments. Caller number two, good morning. Welcome to the program.
2: Good morning again. Um, mm-hmm. I just wanted to to say that it's this problem Mm is is twofold and it and it goes so deep and it and in such a small community especially in the the damage that is going to do is we cannot even fathom the damage that's being caused and Mm -hmm. in such a small community right where everyone knows everyone everyone knows Mm -hmm. who the dealers are who the users are the dealers are about making money, right? So you have someone say, for instance, they get caught with drugs. They go to jail. They stay in there for two or three years. They get clean in jail. They come out. As soon as they come out, those drug dealers are giving them free samples mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because they want them hooked again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're they're seeking them out. And, and I agree with the caller. Yes, the parents have to step up. And if you can keep your child from ever experiencing drugs, great. But if your child takes it one time, two times, Mm -hmm, and gets mm -hmm. hooked, then you're in trouble because you can do everything you want. You can send them to rehab. Mm -hmm. You can send them off island. as soon as they come back, the drug dealers know when they're going to find them. That's their client. They're going to find their Mm client. So until we can get rid of the drug dealers and the drugs itself, the problem is never going to stop and it's going to get worse and it and we cannot even fathom the damage that it's going to do so for for the people out there that think oh you know well some people they take drugs and and they're 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 fine you know like a functioning alcoholic or a functioning mm-hmm. drug dealer mm-hmm. they're well and good but do you understand that the majority of people cannot function and the damage that that's doing. So if you're sitting there telling yourself that, oh, you're good because you can take a hit or take a drink or whatever mm-hmm. it is and you're fine, that's selfish. Yeah. Because your entire community mm-hmm. is being ruined by these same drugs that mm-hmm. you use so casually. Yeah. And yeah. those people know exactly who they are. Yes. That are and, and, and you know, the, drug the, the drug thing drug about... Drug. Um,
3: Caller, I mean, I've never used drugs, but I I see the damage that you're talking about that it does to communities and families, and every everyone who's ever used drugs or everyone who's ever been an alcoholic or had an addiction always thought that they had it under control, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? I've n- I've never heard of somebody who like, oh yeah, I I I, I don't want to even take the first hit because I know I have an addictive personality or I know how addictive this drug is. Fentanyl will kill you. And there are people out there who are still taking it. And they're like, no, 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 I have it under control. I control the drugs. The drugs don't control me. This is the foolish narrative that addicts and, and people are telling themselves. So they don't even believe and understand that they are addicted mm-hmm. until it's too late. Until then, they're starting to hit rock
2: bottom. And and I just want to give props to you know the Hope Foundation and the Bridge Foundation and those places that are Because it's easy for us to bash the drug users Mm -hmm. and I'm not giving them any right or anything like that. But as I said, there are some of them that are trying to get clean and the drug dealers are seeking them out. So you have places like the Hope Foundation and stuff that they give these people a place to live. They try to keep them clean. They try to keep them away from the drug dealers. And so big, big props to those people who are trying, you know. Cause it's hard in a small community, even in grand command, but can you imagine in Mm Kim How difficult it will be for someone to get clean and stay clean. Yeah,
3: absolutely. And that's where the the eradication of the dealers has to be the focus. You have, you have to get drug addicts help because of course, if you're an addict, you'll find it anywhere. I mean, if you got if you got sniff peen off a wall, go and scrape it off and then dilute it down and sniff it, Dr- drug addicts will do anything when they're looking for high. And that's the unfortunate, um, sad part about addiction. But the dealers and the importers who are fueling the habit, we have got to cut them off at the knees, stop the importation of drugs into this country. Oh gosh, the call, I don't know if she hung up or if she ran out of credit or what happened but the call ended. But no, I mean, this is, this is a serious situation. Flo... I'm begging you for my toll-free number, please. Most of the clients calling I know are Flow customers. Can y'all hook me up with that toll-free number? Let people be able to call the show and not have to pay for it. I'm just saying. All right, listen. I can't disagree with anything that um, the callers have said here today. And Miss um, Val, did she say her name was? Velma? Um, Somebody just mentioned her name. Uh, Soka says I need to interview her for my Man Voices series. You better believe it. I'm going to be calling her after the show. You don't find too many people in the 80s with that kind of spunk and they can just tell you the cold the hard truth. Yes, honey child, just tell it like it is. So someone in the BRAC is telling me that they've heard that both suspects now in custody, the TV has been recovered. So they broke into the restaurant to steal a TV. I- I'm just trying to understand <laughs> Because what a hot mess! So um, let me just tell you what else they broken into in the brack. They broke into Scott's uh, Scott Development. They broke into Star Island Restaurant multiple times now. Yes, and they broke into church over the weekend as well. My God, if the churches are not even safe, uh, Crossroads Church was broken into. On Friday night, looks like, or Thursday night.
8: Mm, mm,
3: mm. Uh Listen to me. Police, brackers, this is not what we want for our sister island. Did they ever re- recover the stolen truck, by the way? This is not what we want for even Grand Cayman. Cayman Brack and Little Cayman are microcosms of the larger island. But I can tell you what. If the problem over there is getting this bad and this prevalent, I think y'all need to step up. Somebody's saying they should send English officers over there. The problem with the BRAC is that everybody, know everybody, so from the second you come off the flight, everybody in Cayman BRAC knows, oh, these are undercover officers. That's why what Ms. Velma has said is critical. Cayman BRACers, you all are the solution to this problem. Let these people know. This little froppish um, parchment guy, let him know that he cannot be trying to threaten people in your community about speaking up without any consequences. Like I said, y'all need to step up to the plate. Now somebody raise these kids, you know. This is where I'm a little bit perplexed because they're not kids anymore. They're actually adults now. Just like Jeffrey, what was his name again? Jeff. He was a Scot, right? Somebody raised him to be the little tyrant that he was. And y'all ignoring all of the bad behavior from these tyrants. So when they're out there having sex with underage girls and giving them drugs and doing the most, oh, y'all not talking about that because that's what Jeffrey went to jail for not too long ago. Now he's dead, may he rest in peace, but he was wreaking havoc on the Cayman Brack community. And the truth is not very many people outside his family got to miss, miss him. They're like, take, they, you know, they've had a couple deaths on Cayman Brack recently, and you know what they said? God was taking out the trash. I'm telling y'all what the Cayman Brackers was telling me. One that died, he was a unknown drug dealer. The Brackers were secretly celebrating and saying, God is taking out the trash. Don't wait for no miracle from God to take out the trash. Y'all need to step up to the plate. Help the police to get these people off of your streets. Police, do your jobs. Have more than one officer there. I mean, I can't believe um, Ms. Velma saying that they hardly even come down in her area and that's that's where down by the dock, that's where they're doing all the drugs and that's where they're hanging out and getting high. Come on now. The people are telling you as the RCIPS some of what's going on. You need to send some heavy reinforcement to Cayman Brac. Send 10 of your best drug officers there and have them patrolling up and down where you make the lives of drug dealers so uncomfortable that they got want to run back to Cayman, to Grand Cayman. Eradicate this problem from Cayman Brac, Miss Darlene, good morning. Oh,
9: yes. Oh, yes. Good topic.
3: You know what? It's going to
9: take all of us. When mm-hmm. you say all of us, it's going to take every single person to, to do this. Kim and Brack is small. We can get it done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The thing is about it, I don't see um, any groups coming out of the churches, coming out of uh, places mm-hmm. that can can address these things. This is serious. Let me tell you. Over here, I see these people with this drug, whatever it is. These people are like zombies. Mm-hmm. They're walking in front of cars. They're doing this, they're doing that. I was mm-hmm. reading uh, about Jamaica. It's right here in our door. I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it came on and, and, and the door. And, and all of this is going on. So we need to start with the dealers, like you said, Sami. Mm-hmm. And what about st- um, stopping and, and, and searching do our laws allow us as police officers by whom to to search if you gotta search ever card and people should use yeah, that not listen sure I have never heard, heard of a roadblock
3: honey child I've never heard of a roadblock road blocking came in but I'm assuming because nobody not really driving on the road to that but I'm assuming um really that a roadblock might not be an effective um you know mechanism there but what they could do because they know exactly where the drugs are happening down by the um the cemetery down by scott's dock whatever just put patrols out there like i said at night make sure these guys yes. can't move they know it that they, sad, they, they know it the is drugs really is coming sad. into the sister islands right they, they allegedly know who's bringing it in and again some of these people connected to the very politicians that we have elected to public office
9: well, they need to go, they need to go. And, and no, nobody wants to talk about them.
3: this. This they is why, go. I mean, they can be upset with me all they want. I don't really care, right? But this is why okay. I don't have any respect for them. It's not that I have anything against um, churches and Christianity, but your church and your Christianity should dictate that you're doing the right thing in the name of the good Lord Jesus Christ himself. You can't hide yeah, behind like, the church the future, and pretend me, that but- you have no clue of the ills that are happening in your own community. Kim and Brack is
9: a little paradise, you gotta say. Now you imagine these older people that have lived all of their lives onto that tranquil live, living, And now they have to and, put like, up with the foolishness and, and, and to put up to put up with that in why because we are afraid of our children. We mm-hmm. need to stand for them, whether they like us or not. Say, listen, if you're doing drugs, I'm gonna report you. Simple mm-hmm. as that. You know, the most can happen is they go to jail for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. But I prefer to see them in jail than to see them in a grave. So let's get it going. We mm-hmm. need help. We need help in Cayman. Yes. Mm-hmm. But let's start with Cayman, Yeah, Police go out there, do their thing. I talked about Brad yesterday. Brad is a good, good officer.
5: Mm-hmm.
9: Get it going, Brad. If you're listening, you have the 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 power and he has a connection with the public that i've mm-hmm. not seen in a long time mm-hmm. um with with police officers so we just as as christian people we need to pray but the church i'm saying this now we need to do better we need to get out there get things going where the kids you can mm-hmm. you can have um spokesperson from the church youth pastors mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. there's a lot more to do in timbrac absolutely and then do
3: drugs. All right, caller. Thank so you I'm, so I'm much.
9: Really saddening. I'm really In I'm for this today.
3: Really? Yeah. All right. We've got two callers on the other line. Um. Good morning, caller. Let's see. The first one ending in 46. Good morning, caller. Hello. Good.
6: Hello. Good morning.
3: Morning,
6: sir. Yes, Sandra. Um. am listening to the show this morning, and oh my goodness. Mm. I'm heartbroken to hear what's happening in Kilnbrook. Mm hmm. Well, I must say that it's, um, it's no secret, Mm -hmm. everybody alive and dead knows Mm -hmm. what's happening over there. Mm -hmm. The powers that be know Mm -hmm. that it's a plan to eradicate as many came Mm -hmm. as they can, so that who wants to take over this island, these three islands can take them over. Mm -hmm. Um, I say that with no apologies. Every politician knows what's happening. Every police knows what's happening. Mm -hmm. Somebody is benefiting big time mm-hmm. out of all of what's happening. Otherwise, it would have been stopped or halted or disrupted in some mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So I say this to say that we can talk, 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 talk and hope that they're listening, but they don't need to listen because they already know. Yeah. And it's not going to change until we change the entire way of of governing these islands mm. from the top to the but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm old enough to know., yes. I've been there, I've seen what happened, and it's all about making money on the backs of whatever it is. young, old, crippled, blind, deaf, dumb. Mm-hmm. So and um, just to, just to stray from the topic a little bit. this morning, I had to call the police because when I saw it in Georgetown, mm-hmm. it made me cry i had to hang up i couldn't i couldn't continue to say what i had to say to the mm-hmm. police office i just broke down oh these gosh. little scooter things that they call bird mm. there was a lady um i would estimate her to be about 250 pound or more mm-hmm. and her husband was ahead of her on a scooter and mm-hmm. she was trying to do it and she couldn't do it and she fell twice into the road oh, and when i saw it i said to a woman if you can't do it don't bother because this is not a place to play with that kind of thing. Yes, and the husband was trying to show how to do it. Like, come on, do this, do that, do this, do that, and she's like, I can't do it. And and I'm like, Oh no, 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 no! I gotta talk about this, and that's mm-hmm. what prompted me to call the police. Those things should be banned from the streets in Cayman. Mm-hmm. completely banned.
3: They are very again, dangerous, and and the
6: users again, again. Yeah. Everybody knows the the politician or the police knows. Everybody knows that these things are on the road. Mm-hmm. But what what what's going on? Mm-hmm. Everything is out of control. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody yeah. seems to care about anything more than just the money. And we've
8: and, we've um, really not, had not to keep not them, to though, keep yeah.
6: on your, not to keep on your show all day long because there's other callers that want to have something to yes, say. Sir. But yeah, that's my two cents for the day.
3: I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I
6: appreciate what you're doing too, Sandra. Keep up the good work. Thank
3: Bye. you very much. I appreciate it. All right, our next caller on the line. Good morning, caller, and welcome to the program. Hello. Hi, caller. Can you hear me? Good morning, Sandra. Good morning.
5: You're okay? Oh, yes, ma'am. Okay, good. Thank you. I, I would agree with all the callers that you had. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a valuable opinion, but when Are we going to be listened to is for Mm -hmm. one thing. The next thing is Mm -hmm. we got to get the drug dealers Mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. First of all, I don't care who it is, Mm -hmm. uncle, aunt, whoever it is. Because it is destroying young lives in this island. And these three islands put together is too small. That we can't get control. Some mornings I go to Foster's because Foster's is my store at Kamana Bay, and I sit down and I talk to 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 people and 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 things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, there is always always police come in there in uh, not the regular police clothes. Mm-hmm. I think they're a drug task force with guns. Okay, mm-hmm. why we can't, what, we can't send some of them coming back? Mm-hmm. And you, know what? Um, uh, a condo owner said to me, but um, ma'am, we we thought that that uh, you all did not allow guns, uh, just like the English. Mm-hmm. I say, there you go, there you go. Mm-hmm. You see them? I think they're the drug task force, and they mm-hmm. come there every morning mm-hmm. that I've been there. It's some mornings I don't be there, but every morning that I have been there, they are there. So the the Cuban black uh, police, mm-hmm. the Kim and black people, is used of seeing their own police. There, all the time, send some of them. Clean it up. Yes. Clean it up. If we even have to call in the military, like how Jamaica had to do some time ago and they can have to do it again, uh, do it. Yes. Do whatever it takes because we're too small an island to let people and let these drugs ruin our our younger generation that's mm. all i have to say thank you for so much right now because my heart gets full for those people my yes. heart does i thank you very much thank you God
3: so bless much. all right my dear um the number of folks to call 936-4646 without a doubt folks um it is very very evident that we have got a problem on our hands we cannot allow drugs to take over this community. We can't allow it to take over the sister islands. We can't allow it to take over little Cayman, Cayman Brac. We owe it to our forefathers who've worked too hard to get us where we are today, to give us a fighting chance. One of the smallest island nations, if we can call ourselves that, in the world. And we have had a success That is probably in a very unique story, unlike anywhere else in the world. But that success has placated us. It's made us think that, that, you know, we can just do whatever we want. Life is going to come easy. Everyone is going to sit back and do illegal stuff, sell drugs, don't want to work, don't want to do all these things and become millionaires overnight. We need some adjusting of our attitude and our approach. My opinion is politicians are part of the problem. But they are community members just like the rest of us. So if they're part of the problem, they're only a representation of other people in the community who are also part of the problem. Everyone should be speaking of, you know, a singular voice on this topic. Church leaders need to be speaking up. The Cayman Brack has, I don't even know, How many um, people on the Brac? I mean, it's not that many, but they have a good uh, number of church um, organizations there per capita. It's enough. Why aren't those people speaking up? Look at what's happening to this little island with just what, a couple thousand people. People talking about they're afraid and people breaking in every single night into homes and properties and all this kind of stuff. You're having drug overdoses, people molesting children. Let's not forget that topic. Also widespread on Cayman Brac. And these are things that have existed for a very, very long time. The politician's not speaking up. The church leaders are not speaking up. Community leaders are not speaking up. It takes a woman, Miss um, Velma, in her 80s, to call this program. I'm actually very, very ashamed this morning that more brackers who I know are sitting there listening to the program have not spoken up on this issue. My phone should be ringing off the hook with people from Cayman-Brack saying enough is enough. Look at me, go on and forget to take my little commercial break, honey chair. Let me take a commercial break, folks, and we'll continue the conversation after these brief messages. The Department of Environmental Health has announced that the November bulk waste collection schedule has been replaced by one in the month of May, starting with West Bay, May the 1st through the 6th. Please note that following West Bay, there will be a Georgetown bulk waste collection from May the 8th through the 13th, and then Bodentown from May the 15th through the 20th, followed by Northside and East End from May the 22nd through the 27th. Stay tuned to this platform for more bulk waste scheduling information.
0: The Annual Business Surveys being conducted by the Economics and Statistics Office, ESO, are ongoing. The surveys run from April 11th to June 16th, 2023 and collect information to answer questions like how did the economy perform in 2022? What is the value of the income received from the rest of the world in 2022? Your response matters. Fill out and return your surveys to the ESO. Remember, better data, better decisions, better business. For assistance, visit www.eso.ky or call 244-4600 or 244-4676. Ocean Ridge Heights offers an amazing opportunity to own a piece of land in idyllic Cayman Brack, right on the bluff, starting from $80,000. Located in a quiet residential area with high elevation, these lots are ideal for a future home or investment property and are sure to go fast. Cayman Brac offers a laid-back lifestyle, amazing pristine diving, limestone caves, diverse flora, along with amazing wildlife. Inquire about the owner financing options so that you can secure your piece of paradise today. With only a few lots remaining, these are sure to go before you know it. Contact Crichton Properties today on 345-949-5250 or info at CrichtonProperties.com.
9: Honey, you remember to bring your
3: lunch, right?
8: Oh, come on. You know I wouldn't.
3: Seriously?
10: Popeyes?
5: Hmm.
3: Popeyes! Popeyes. Popeyes to the rescue again (laughs) mommy I
11: prefer this to your chicken
10: anyway oh no you didn't hey man doesn't just like that chicken we love that chicken from Popeyes
3: all right folks um welcome back to the program let me turn now to some of your comments uh you can still feel free of course to call in at any time 936-2626- is uh, the telephone number. Dacia says, good morning, Sandra. Why is it always about nationality? You can't win for losing. Back in the day, it was, uh, quote, the police not doing nothing because too much uh, family members in the force. Now it's too much nationalities. We need to make our minds up who then should be hired as police. Um, I think, Dacia, to be very, very clear, I was actually speaking to a young man who's in university overseas about this yesterday. And it's, in my opinion, about striking a balance. So we know that Cayman is small. We know the dangers of having too many Caymanians on the force because you are your that now you have to go and arrest and it might not be easy to be able to do that. So nepotism on the force is a real concern if, if you're hiring too many Caymanians. Having said that, um, there are people who are able to do their job regardless of whether or not their family um, to someone that they're going to be arresting and dealing with. The other thing that I want to say where people have an issue, it's not about, um, you know, people talk about Jamaican officers. It's not about Jamaican officers being in the force. It's when 80% of your force are Jamaican officers. That's when Caymanians go, whoa, what have we done? And it's not just, this is what people say. And you all know I'm going to tell you the cold hard truth. The concern that people have is it's not just the police force. It's all aspects of the judiciary. Is there any truth to that? Well, just look at the numbers and you tell me. Right? Courts, DPP's office, judiciary, everybody who's running the show in terms of the enforcement arm, other than the police commissioner, and of course, we, we don't like the fact that he might bring in, or whoever's the, the um, UK you know, chief of police, that they want to bring in their little people too, lots of nepotism and stuff going in on there it should be about balance in the force. We have a large portion of our population that are Jamaicans. So some Jamaican officers are needed. Do we need to have every single officer in the force be a Jamaican? No, balance, that's what I'm saying. And I think that's probably the position that most people hold as well. Um, And we do, I mean, we could ask for some numbers but you'd be surprised what the percentage are. Now, some of them have status, don't get me wrong. Some are married to Caymanians. They've been here a long time. They have status by now. So for the purposes of even a count, we would be counting those as Caymanians. But you know, listen, some of my favorite police officers are Jamaican officers. So I'm not trying to make this uh, anti-Jamaican police officer situation. I'm just telling you why people say that and why people feel the way that they feel because there appears to be a bit of an imbalance on the force. Sandra Co says, in my opinion, this is and was a mind game to get K-Manions out of the service. Heads up to you. When K-Manions controlled these departments, we never had the problems we have now. Mm, okay. I mean, mind you, <laughs> there are times that I see K-Manions doing stuff, and this is why I'm very disappointed in them when they can't get their act together. When they're head of departments, sometimes they screw up too. That's why we we can't. Curry favor with people because they're Caymanian, because they're Jamaican, or vice versa. It's all about having a singular standard that applies to everybody, regardless of who they are. Right? So, if a Caymanian messes up, you're going to be held accountable. If an English man messes up, you're going to be held accountable. If a Jamaican messes up, you're going to be held accountable because it's not about really where you're from, it's about the job or lack of a good job that you're doing. Good morning to Omar. Omar says, Well, If there's no work, what else can they turn to? Stress is real, and it would make you do anything. Yeah, I'm going to get bashed for this, but think about it. Uh, Well, I've thought about this, Omar, for many, many years, and what I can tell you is those of us who've dealt with stress, we've dealt with unemployment, we've dealt with having no money, if you are not a criminal, no amount of, of being under stress or being broke is going to let you become a drug dealer or make you go rob other poor people who are trying to hustle and make a living. That's not what you do. If you're a good, honest person in any event, you only turn to those things as an excuse. That's what it is because that's in you from day one. You always been a bad seed, right? A decent poor person would beg first on the streets to feed themselves then to go out there and sell drugs and destroy people's lives. Someone said that of the two persons um, arrested, allegedly, this morning, one of them is the brother of the same Jeff Scott. Anybody want to talk about the elephant in the room with that young man in that family? How is that family raising all these bad seeds? These people are supposed to be business people and the black. Who have given, Omar, to your point, have given these children every possible opportunity. They didn't need for nothing. They walk around with the biggest chains on their necks, all kind of gold and fingers and all kind of stuff. Anything they want, the biggest trucks, fast cars. These are not people who are stressed or and any sort of financial needs, and they need a job. They have family businesses. That if they were motivated to do anything, they could slide them right into the business, honey, child. Uh-uh. These are lazy, self entitled little brats, whose parents raised them and gave them everything they wanted, and therein lies part of their problem. Therein lies the real issue, why they are a menace to society. Yeah. You can't raise children who don't know what it is to strike a day's work in their life and think that when they turn 25, all of a sudden it's gonna just click and they're gonna be like, oh, I all of a sudden wanna be a hardworking person now. When my mom and daddy has given me everything under the sun. I didn't have to ask for anything, it was just given to me. That's the children that we have raised, some of y'all. You don't make your children understand the sacrifices that you as a parent have made to make sure they can have a comfortable life. You didn't set limitations and boundaries for your children. You didn't say no to your children. When they did wrong, you were thinking it was funny and laughing and giggling up in their face instead of holding them accountable. That's why some of these rogue people around the place, Omar, not a whole lot of them had a real tough life, I can tell you that. And now they're out there destroying lives, which is a sad indictment on the entire community. Mm-mm. No, sir. Valda Scott, thank you. I keep calling her Miss Velma and everything else. Valda Scott, Miss Valda. I'm going to be in touch with you in any event, because um, you sound like my kind of woman, honey. Chill. Marshall uh, says Julie don't like you because you know that um, because she knows that you're speaking the truth, and she, as a so-called Christian, can't uh, soak can't soak. So what? What is that word supposed to be? The truth. Shame on her. Well, listen, I ain't got no problems with Juliana O'Connor Connolly. I only want to talk about her in the capacity of her job as an MP. Do I think you've done a brilliant job as an MP all these years that you've been in there, Miss Juliana? With all due respect, the the answer is no. That doesn't mean mean you can't sit down and, and sip on a little tea and enjoy each other's company. You know, I'm sure I love your eloquence, and there's a lot of positive things about you. You have a lot to say, but I've always thought you could have done quite a bit more. Um, you heard Miss Valdez say how she wanted to, to vote for, um, what's his name there in the black Elvis. And because Elvis position anti church and whatever, she didn't end up voting for him. Listen to me. Would Elvis have made a better MP? No, I'm just being honest. I like Elvis. I like his spunk, but as it goes, as I sit here every day and talk about the necessity to hire qualified people, Elvis just don't have it. Elvis is good entertainment. But you see, the problem is y'all need to be careful when you put people in there for entertainment's sake, because then they might become minister of education or deputy premier. You just don't know. So don't take any chances on someone who the only thing that he has in his platform is no weed, um, no weed, no vote. That can't sustain nobody. Let me be very, very clear. I can like him all he want, but I can't really say, and I was, in a a way I was kind of rooting, he was underdog, I was kind of rooting for him for a little bit, but we need people who can get things done, who can speak and represent the people, right? Elvis is entertaining. He's, he's funny to, to, you know, but is he going to be able to go away to the UK and help shape the future policy of this country? elect people who are able to do that. I'm going to switch gears here because I want to talk about these politicians now because I got something for them. Ms. Huh? Morna says, I'm just saying Cayman Islands is a very small country and it can be stopped keeping it real. Marshall says the residents of Cayman Brac need to stand up for themselves because they don't have any political representation to do so. And let me be very clear, the few people that are speaking out on this issue, Saur Sue, uh, Macfield, has been one of those in Cayman Brack. Um, she has been labeled and castigated and, and got Quincy spying on her social media. Every time she posts something, he runs and go tell the drug dealers and they're trying to threaten this young woman who's a mother of six. They must be, don't know who her dad is. Y'all make Graham, Rankin right, have to come to Cayman Brack and y'all to hear something. Cause he gonna pull you up East End style and beat you. Keep it up. You mess with Sarah soon, you gonna find out how that gonna go. But the problem really folks is even the few people spoken up, the drug dealers seem to think that they have more power. This is where y'all need to put a stop to it. They have the audacity to get on social media and try to threaten people. Wow. Y'all saw what happened in Haiti just yesterday. It was headline news where the Haitian people look like they might finally be getting enough. They went and took, I think it was like six, gangsters out of police custody, took them from the police and burned them to death and killed them. Now, I'm not suggesting that that's anything sensible to do, but when the people have had enough, the good people turn to all they know works, which is violence against those who've been perpetrating violence against them. Isn't that a sad indictment? It's horrible. Miss Venice, Says that braveness, the lady comes uh, with age. She has time and experience under her belt. Uh, kudos for brave citizens. Time for good citizens to stand up. A thousand percent agree. RD uh, says, where are those police and the brack from? This is part of the problem. Facts. Well, I don't even know how they decide to send the one, two little officers in the BRAC. None of them really are brackers. Um, You know, I think we had... We had a Caymanian female there. What was her name? But she didn't last long. I don't know what happened. But I think that the police force, and certainly the the RCIPS can correct me if they're wrong, but they seem to send people to Cayman Brack when they're trying to punish them. Or they're close to retirement and they're like, oh, we just just want you to take it easy for a couple years. Go to the Brack. You're not going to really have to work and just relax. And so maybe that's part of the problem as well. How can the Brack have... A vehicular homicide that occurred years ago. What has it been now? Four years. Poor Mitchy. Still no justice for him. And everybody in camera black can tell you who ran the man over and how they dragged that poor man's body in the road. But no, no, no arrests because the right people won't come forward who were in the vehicle with the driver and give the necessary evidence. These are the types of things that reflect poorly on Cayman Brac and is a sad indictment. Good morning to Mary. Mary says some brackers need to stop being so defensive. They talk about Grand Cayman like we're not all Caymanians. It's a good thing that they're not as populated as Cayman. They need to, and I don't know what happened to the rest of the sentence. Sandra Coe says the Premier is in charge and needs to step up, speak up and take charge. Well, we will certainly put the question to Premier Panton. Because likewise, I have not heard him addressing the situation in Cayman Brack. At least now his deputy premier is Ms. Juliana O'Connor connolly She's a Bracker. So if he didn't know before what was going on in the Brack after today's program, I'm not so sure he could say that. And maybe he does need to speak up on it. Ms. Sue says they've been ignoring these top dealers for years and they hide away in their mansions. All top positions should have stopped long time ago. Mm -mm. Dacia says that everyone is blaming the police and every other nationality all begins in the home. Um, It's time we as parents stop blaming other nationalities for children's bad habits until we start telling our children they're wrong, when they're wrong and start disciplining them then the way our four parents did, uh, then we will have better results. We need to stop blaming police and politicians and churches and take responsibility. Um, Dacia, I agree with you a thousand percent, but those organizations and those individuals also have a role to play. The parents have a primary role. Politicians have a role. Churches have a role. It is a 360 approach. The entire community, like I said, has to be of a singular mind, a singular approach. Um, Miss Lucille says, Sandy, good morning. Again, I overheard a lady say to send police from London to help with the drug. Sandy, they need to travel. Listen, they're no better. When the pandemic was uh, not one put, when the pandemic was not one put handcuff, tell her she, okay, I don't quite, and books, the tools she was walking from her friend home. He raped her cut the body and hide it in the bushes on the drugs that cannot take care of their one. Um, Okay. Is that a drug dealer did did that or police officer? I'm a little bit confused by that. Uh, Darlene says, you're right, Sandy. We need a good balance in our police force. Uh, Maybe customs getting just as bad as RCIPS (laughs) says Darlene McKenzie. Mm-mm. Rd says too many Caymanians don't have the sense to see what implications are keep letting your country be overtaken by too many of any nationality and see how that works out for your children hmm. Denny says ideally all police officers should be Caymanians uh, Gareth agrees with that uh Garrett says agree definitely some imbalance Siobhan says, let's talk about the elephant in the room, then Miss Sandy. Well, which one? Apparently we got elephant, a room full of elephants, to be honest. Um, Marshall says, uh, most adults have been stressed out, have seen good and bad days, but not all have turned to drugs or criminal activities. That's no excuse, Omar. Moy says, um, some families spoiling the kids. Uh, Siobhan says, what I find strange, why you need to sell drugs. If you need for nothing, don't get it (laughs) because they're just looking for easy money, Siobhan, easy money. They want to pretend to be gangsters. um, So, you know, they fall into this, like, Oh, I can, I can make a thousand dollars a day by selling drugs. And I don't have to really work all that hard because these addicts make it easy. They're informing um, on people they're, you know, breaking into people's homes to get money to do whatever. And I just got to hand them a couple rocks and look at all the money that I've made. So it doesn't make much sense and why they would destroy communities and destroy people's lives. And a lot of them end up becoming users themselves because the nature of, of what drugs are, uh, a lot of dealers eventually end up becoming their best clients, their own best clients. And look at that. Then they're overdosing and dying. Mm-mm-mm. What a mess. All right, folks, let's um, change gears a little bit and talk a little bit more about some of these politicians. Today, the Legislative Assembly um, is in session, by the way, Miss Darlene says, I love Sarah Sue, she has vision. Um, so we, we've got the LA back in session today, we'll be seeing a number of motions uh, coming forward. We're looking forward to hearing, uh, I think the premier starts his speech at 10 o'clock. I'm looking forward to hearing exactly what it is that he has to say and what this government has been up to as of late. Um, We talked yesterday about some motions that Mr. Saunders is bringing. One of the things I do want to discuss, I think this is very, very important. On Monday's show, you guys know we had premier access with Premier Panton. Now, let me be very, very clear about um, my relationship with the the premier, because I think that this needs, although I've said it a million times, I still feel like it needs some degree of clarification, right? There are people who think that I have power over the premier and they think the premier has power over me. Both unfortunately are not correct, okay? I feel like we have a mutual respect for each other. So if I say something, and the premier doesn't like it, believe me, he picks up the phone and he expresses that and he tells me. Or if he's received a complaint, sometimes he doesn't even hear the show, he'll receive a complaint. Oh, this person said this, that. And I'd be like, Wayne, actually that's not even what I said, but okay. You know, people got all up in their feelings. They get upset over stuff that I actually don't even be saying half the time. Y'all need to listen. So I feel like it's a, two-way street of mutual respect and communication. Do I agree with everything the premier does or says? No. Does he agree with everything I do and say? Definitely not. There are boundaries. I have only on one occasion had the premier call me and say, I understand that on tomorrow's show and it had nothing to do with him or politics. I'm sure you're going to be talking about this specific individual who has this problem. I am afraid that this person actually has a mental health issue. Can I ask you to not have that conversation? And I said, Premier Panton, thank you for the phone call. I appreciate the request, but the answer is no. (laughs) It was done respectfully. He made the request respectfully. And I respectfully declined his request. Simple as that. He doesn't lie to me. I've not found him to be dishonest yet. The day it happens, of course, things will change. I'm not dishonest with him. And so that's just how the relationship is. There's no, but you know, this is a narrative that, of course, the PPM is always out there pushing. And um, someone showed me a thing on CNS, like, Oh, yeah, they're talking about you and I got, you not got asked the premier this question. It's not, I'm like, listen to me. If the people want to know anything, the question's coming fast and furious when he's here. The whole idea of premier access is to give you, the people, access to the premier. At least twice a month, you can count on him coming here and you put his feet to the fire. Ask him your questions, call in, give him your opinion. That's the premise on which he is coming on the show for. He's not coming on the show because me and him, some part of some BFF network. It's not that kind of relationship. And I think it's good that I'm able to separate myself from these politicians. I say we are on friendly terms. I have no personal beef with these people. A lot of them, I just know them casually. I'm not getting in bed with them literally or figuratively. We have a platform here that reaches thousands of people every single day. Common sense would tell you that if you want to reach the people of the Cayman Islands, well, this is certainly one avenue in which to do so. And by all accounts, the most successful avenue by which to do so. Right? So when you have a political meeting, if you don't want people to know what your political meeting's about, go stream it somewhere else. That's your business. I will defend people and defend situations when I feel like they are in the right or when there is a logical explanation for the behavior. So take, for example, the situation with McKeever Bush now. sorry, right. McKeever Bush being put back on the Public Accounts Committee. The comment that someone sent or posted on CNS, and I don't read CNS to be fair, so I don't even know what they'd be going on with over there. What I will tell you. Hmm, one thing I've noticed about CNS is anytime they post up a story with me, they get the most comments, the most views I'm helping CNS be successful. So Wendy, keep, keep it coming, I'm happy to be on your platform. You know, let me know if you need any other stories. I could probably give you a few that mention my name. Cause then that gets all of her 10 uh, people, what I'm going to call keyboard warriors all 10 of them commenting 50 million times and you think, oh my God, this is a lot of people. Try please. You see one post has 54 people liking it. That's because they went to one computer, they, they went on another network and liked it from their phone and they went to their friend's house and liked it from that. That's not an indicative um, and good representation because you don't know. And because they can remain anonymous, of course, they think they can say anything about people. It's, it is a little bit amusing, to be honest. But when people make these comments, right, it it strikes me that people don't even pay attention. Oh, she's not going to say nothing. She's not going to say nothing about Makiva and, and and that Ween has um, made this decision again with McKeeva. Who has been, let me ask you all a singular question. Anybody can feel free to call and contradict me. Who has been harder on Mekiva Bush in terms of media than me? Mikiva don't speak to me no more and he'll be all right. He's going to live and so am I. Who has been harder on this man? You guys have heard me time and time again, called him to be accountable for his ongoing behavior. I have said he's an alcoholic and he needs help. Which other media talk show anybody has ever said that publicly? They all hush, hush behind. I have said it is egregious. And I'm not mincing my words here today. It is egregious that he would call up his daughter's name as a so-called defense for his behavior. His daughter, Tanya, would be rolling in her grave if that was possible. She would not want any such ridiculousness tied to her name. McKeever needs professional help. He needs to do better. He's assaulted people. Right? When he had his other assault allegation, Way back when, at the casino, the Seminole casino, who was the first media outlet to post that story? Cayman Mall Road. That was years ago. Who was the one to break the story about the assault at, um what's the name, the, the bar there where he beat up that poor girl? Cayman Mall Road. So you all can sit down as so-called keyboard warriors with your fake news and your fake comments, oh, I love a Sam, I'm not gonna hold them accountable. You have got to be joking. I just want to remind the people of what are the facts. Hmm? Pay attention to facts and not feelings. People can feel any kind of way about a situation, but that does not change the facts as they are. I expressed my disappointment that this government, the PACD, the PAC government had to work with McKeever Bush in order to form a government, but they had no choice. And this is where I want to talk about this now, because I see that Mr. Um, What his name is? Um, McTaggart. And, you know, I like. Roy McTaggart as an individual, he seems like an okay kind of person, but as a politician, mm, I don't really have any respect for you as a politician, I'm gonna be honest with you. You flip-flop more and allow Alden McLaughlin to control you more than anything I have ever seen. Let us not forget that Mr. McTaggart was the same man I could pull up the video showing that he is against party politics? Now you can't find a man who's gonna tow the party politics line more than him. People are people are allowed to change their minds, you know. Don't get me wrong. But it, you need to explain it and you need to have it make sense. Why you always like a li- little lap dog up and up in Alden face and kissing his royal Sir Alden behind? right? There's a lot that is dysfunctional about the people and the process that we call politicians and politics. And I'm not here to curry favor with nobody. Everybody will have their turn if they keep up with their foolishness. Y'all believe that I'm afraid to call out Wayne Panton? I've already said it on the show. One of Wayne's worst traits is he is too nice. Niceness and politics don't go hand in hand. Because sometimes you got to take your, kick your shoes off and put on some gloves and really get down and dirty with these fools that you have to work with. Now, I think that he sometimes does it behind closed doors, but he doesn't tell the people about it. And he doesn't demonstrate that side of himself to the public, and maybe he does need to. We've seen him hold two ministers and the Speaker of the House accountable. So I'm not gonna say that his too nice personality means that he's not gonna hold people accountable. There is a difference. But there's also a public perception that the premier is allowing some of these rogue pack members to run circles around him including chris saunders that's why when he finally fired chris i gotta tell you some of us were shocked we're like what he finally got hold chris saunders accountable because if y'all think chris saunders behavior was anything new you better think again It's getting hot in here now, honey child. But there was nothing new about his egregious behavior. And finally, the premiere had enough. I was like, damn, what took him so long? That's the only question I had. He finally did something. What took him so long? It's pure madness. So here we go again. Uh, he's unfortunately had to put, um, what's his name? McKeever Bush on the Public Accounts Committee. Once again, when McKeever Bush was Speaker of the House, we had Ezra Miller, who was head of the Public Accounts Committee, who was trying to hold off-reg accountable, not off reg, let me make a, a very important distinction and correction. The off reg chair at the time, Mr. Linford Pearson, who reported time and time again that McKeeva Bush, a Speaker of the House, was interfering with the Public's Account Committee and refusing to allow them to lay a report that was basically saying, get rid of Linford Pearson, let me be very clear. There's no friendship in politics that is more important than doing the right thing on behalf of the people of this country. I will sit down and have my little Pepsi while they have their rum and Coke or whatever the heck it is they're drinking. I will eat um, fish and fritters with these guys. I will eat just like back in the day, turtle meat with Kurt Tibbetts and Al, then they are playing dominoes. But I will not sit back and sell my country down the proverbial river for none of them. I don't care who it is and I don't care how long they've been in politics and how much more they think they know than all the rest of us. We have got to be prepared to hold our politicians accountable. Just like that. They're human beings, they're not perfect. Some of them are downright horrendous, egotistical. They get low position, it's gone to their heads. They're not qualified to pick up my dog, excrement, much less run this country. Be very, very clear on how I feel. Some of them I went to bat for When they were running and told people, and people can tell you this, give them a chance. Maybe it takes all kinds, not all of them are educated, but you know, they can work well in communities, they represent a certain voice within the community. People can tell you, I've had these conversations. And then when they get into office and they start acting up and act like they're, you know what, don't stink. And I start to call them out all of a sudden now. Oh, Sandy don't like me. She don't like me. Oh, you're going too hard on me, Sandy. I said, really? You the seen when I was out in these streets begging for people to give you a chance? And now that I'm saying you're here about the people's business and we need to hold you accountable, you're gonna talk foolishness, but I don't like you. I'm just asking you to do your job. To set your stinking attitude aside, focus on the people's business. Instead of you out there fornicating out in these streets and carrying on with this relationship and that relationship, listen, that's a distraction from the people's business. If you wanted to engage in that kind of behavior and be put on a pedestal, go join a church because I'm not into their business like that. Not for that going on over there, so. But don't become an MP. Don't become a minister in this country and then talk about I'm too hard on you or the people are too hard on you. I'm making you look bad. You know how many of them go crying to the premier of this country? About Sandy making us look bad while you keep going on her show? The man is coming on the show for not for me, for the people of this country that he represents. Are y'all crazy? Oh yeah, you, you, you giving her credibility if you go on her show? Let me be very clear. I don't need the premiere to give me no credibility. In fact, some of y'all would argue that it's the opposite. Let me sit my tea on that point. I'm just saying, who, who, who the hell are they talking to? Hmm? But they're trying to control the premier, right? They want him to be like them, scared of the people. Don't want to come and talk to the people. So when it come election time, they can say, oh yeah, well, we never did that. Neither he never come on the show. He never talked to nobody. Y'all don't be fooled. At least he not that stupid. <laughs> Y'all can say a lot about Wayne Banton, but he not. Avu. He's doing his best in my opinion. And the day that he stops trying to do his best, then we're going to be talking about it. We're going to hold him accountable just like everybody else. It can't be an easy job being the leader of this PAC government. Even me as an outsider can see that. Do any of us want McKeever Bush on any committee? No. Yes, he's in an active trial for assaulting not one, but two Well-respected Caymanian women in this community. I'm so thankful that they have stood up. He think he'll be able to go to trial now and hoodwink the good, sensible people of this country into letting him walk yet again. Y'all better wake up. That's all I can say on that. Y'all wake up and listen to the facts if you get chosen for that jury. Let me be very, very clear. I can't support no man who puts his hands on women in a sexual way. I can't support no child molesters and I can't support anybody harassing women for sex and harassing women in the workplace. That's where you and I will definitely part ways. Believe me when I tell you. If the premier had a choice, but here's the the kicker. And I wish to God that Mr. Roy McTaggart now, when he's sitting down penning these letters, he would actually get to work in his constituency. All right, because this now is where I have an issue with Mr. McTaggart. Hmm. While he's sitting there talking about, oh, look at the PAC government. Continues to promote McKeever Bush, he says. Oh, geez. um, What the hell? But y'all not the same one who went through multiple scandals with McKeever Bush and did nothing?
10: Tell me the truth. The casino one, you
3: did nothing. The assault on the woman, you did nothing. In fact, the only thing you could do was call an early election because the good member from East End, Mr. Arden McLean had said enough is enough We're going to force everybody in the government, everyone in the the legislative assembly to vote on this. We're calling a vote of no confidence. That is the only reason that the PPM government decided to finally take a position on McKeeva Bush. Do not allow them to fool you for one minute. Darlene says the pot calm the kettle black. They're not even, the listen, they're not even the pot. They're a bunch of jokers. Let me be very, very clear about their level of duplicity. They got time to send out this letter talking about the entire country must have somewhat surprised that Premier Panton appointed MP for West Bay West, Mr. McKeever Bush to the Public Accounts Committee. Well, um, with all due respect to the progressives, How is that a surprise? How is that a surprise when the sheer numbers alone dictate that there is no choice? They don't have an overwhelming majority in the House to put anybody else there. Everybody else is working. PPM, pay attention. The only other person he could have put there would be Chris Saunders. If you go back and listen to what the premier said on Monday when the question was put to him, he answered the question and in my mind, I'm gonna pull up the audio now so we can hear it. Thank you, Kevin, for getting that ready for me. In my mind, what I really see going on here, folks, is the premier had no choice. He just fired Chris Saunders. How are you going to put Chris Saunders on the, on the PAC? On the, um, yes, on the PAC, the Public Accounts Committee, when he just fired him the other day. And he also made a comment, by the way, about how the committee chair is not Mr. McTaggart himself, objected to the other person who could have been on there. So have it make sense, good Lord, if the chairperson is objecting, yeah, to one of two people, simple math. I'm not a mathematician now, you know, but thank the Lord, he gave me a little bit of common sense. When common sense was being given out, he said, Sandy, I got to sprinkle you with a little bit of that. You're not getting much, much in the way math skills now, you know. But to compensate for that, I can give you a little bit of common sense. So if you have two people, even my daughter can tell you this. If you have a choice of two people and you take away one, what else you got but the one left? That's it. And here's the thing. Y'all don't want McKeever doing nothing up in the LA. He has soured all of you against him. You know, the only solution to that is to vote this man out. That's your choice. That is West Bay West. If y'all keep putting him back in office, he will always have a position to play. And if you think for one minute that if the role was reversed and the PPM was in the seat as, you know, a small margin with the government, they wouldn't do the same thing and use Mr. Bush. Y'all have got to be joking. Don't let them fool you for one minute now. They're a bunch of jokers. They have used Mr. Bush before and they will use him again. It's all about power, folks. They want to be the people in power. And when they are not the people in power, they will come up with all sorts of fanciness and all sorts of letters and excuses and questions. So the only thing they can harp on now is oh look again, McKeeva Bush position again. The people need to be asking this question. Um forgive me, uh progressives, but we have a question to ask you. Why did it take you all um how many how many days again? Hold on. Let me check my messages. Hannah, where's my phone? Oh gosh, I gotta put the phone down, I can't find it. How many days was the PPM? And powered with McKeever over a thousand days. And they could not hold McKeever Bush accountable. They couldn't do nothing to him. Let me see now. Hold on. I got to get you the information now, you know, because I want y'all to deal with facts. 1,460 days.
8: Mm-hmm.
3: And they never had held him accountable. Yeah. Even a Speaker of the House, they would not remove him. Say what you will about Wayne Panton, but he is the first leader, the first premier, the first leader of government business, the first anything politically that has demanded a code of conduct for his cabinet. He has held Bernie Bush accountable. He has held Chris Saunders accountable and he fired McKeeva Bush from Speaker of the House. Huh? Who else did that? Certainly not the progressives that can sit back now and pen a letter talking foolishness. 1,460 days, they did nothing. Despite the fact that Ezra Miller was calling for them to do something. Have him step down, do something about this. Despite the fact that the MP, the former MP for East End, Mr. Ard McLean, who was leader of the opposition at the time, was calling for them to do something. He was prepared to call a vote of no confidence. These people are playing political games as we are out here in the streets trying to survive and i do not appreciate it progressives y'all don't want me to go hard on you today now you know all of your inside nepotism all of your inside sexing each other up y'all y'all want to go there huh? y'all are so slack some of y'all only getting voted in because Kurt Tibbetts still coming and begging people to vote for you down in these streets. Y'all need to take the power from Kurt. I like Kurt, but stop it now. He not been an MP for a minute. Y'all need to realize what's going on in this country. What the progressives should be focused on is asking the questions and telling the people, where is David White? He not doing nothing. Anybody heard from him? Anybody seen him? Not doing a damn thing. Where is Barbara Connolly? Now, I like Barbara, and I'll say that she has a good worker in her constituency office. However, Barbara has gone back to full-time employment. How come the progressives' leadership, Mr. Matt Taggart, isn't talking about that? You want to answer to the people of this country how you could allow that to happen? Why does she need a full-time job at this company management firm? Hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are the things you need to be focused on. Shape up your own house a little bit. Because there's a lot to be desired in terms of fixing the foolishness that's called the progressives. Y'all think that because you can put out, oh, yeah, we're unified, look at our unified message, that we don't know what's really going on?
8: Mm.
3: Yeah. The one woman in your organization. You want to be sleeping with so much so that she feeling jealous and she got to go buy a boat, not not ridden a boat in her life, got to go buy a boat and name it just because you get Sir title, she must be lady. You have a wife, sir. I'm just saying. Don't call me out, progressives, because y'all have enough to be trying to fix the progressives is dysfunctional. They know better than nobody else. They're just hoping that the other people in PAC are more dysfunctional than them. And so it'll be which of the misfits can take out each other for the sake of power in this country. We, the people of the country are sick and tired of being sick and tired because of you buffoons or whatever we can call you. Y'all not got no sense. And I keep telling y'all on a good day, don't mess with me because I'm going to call you out. i did not even started yet. Hmm? Politics boy. This is where it's at. If y'all spend half this energy working on positive initiatives for the people of this country, we could be so much farther ahead. We could be doing so much more. Gabby says, I thought that helping to run a country was a full-time job. Honey, child, that's if you're doing anything. They're not doing nothing. That's why they can go out there and take on a full-time job. I can't even believe that that's allowed. No, sir? Boy, I tell ya. Mm, mm, mm. This is where it's at. What a hot mess. Mm, mm, mm. Well, make them keep coming with their foolishness because the more they come with it, the more they're going to get exposed for who and what they actually are. Get to work, progressives. Y'all have a lot to do. Yeah, you are not the stellar leaders that you claim. There was a lot that you, oh yeah, we're gonna do this. <laughs> and it never got done. Oh, All kind of ideas, but if you can't implement anything, come on now, do better. Chris Saunders, poor him. He over there trying to be relevant. Oh, Chris, you know, I had high hopes for you. I really did. And I tried to give you a fair shot. But, you know, one thing I don't respect is people who lie to me. You all should know this already. <laughs> the worst thing you can do is lie to somebody like me. Because, boy, oh, boy, I mean, you done. And I got done you. I got to let the people know. What type of person you are. Mm, mm, mm. Now he talk about, um, he has concerns about what was this headline from, from, um, Reshma poor her. I don't know what Chris Saunders did to her, but, um, I don't know if he was sexually harassing her too. Cause you know, he was always over at her show poor little looking. Mm, she might want to come talk to me. Rejma I got you, honey child. Don't make these men take advantage of you girl. Just cause you not got your status yet. You don't be afraid of them. I will sort them out for you, honey. I hope you know. I'll I'll help you, girl. We are sisters in this thing called media. So she wrote an article talking about Saunders takes aim at PAC spending plans. Really? He was just a minister of finance. These so-called spending plans are probably 99%. His spending plans and his idea, I'm sure they haven't changed that much. Go sit, go sit down. You're looking stupid now. Go and sit your behind down because you in trouble if we have a decent representative that decides to run for your constituency. Huh? Go and put that ego out to pasture. No, sir. My God. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the shenanigans start. Actually, they've already started 10 o'clock this morning. We will be um, keeping you
10: abreast of everything that's going on in the Legislative Assembly
3: and holding them all accountable. They need to focus now. It's, It's that time. They're not in the L.A. often now that they're back focus on getting it done. McKeever Bush, let me just say to you, sir, I'm sure you don't listen to the program, but somebody will tell you, for God's sake, you're back on another committee again, Public Accounts Committee. Can you just please, for the sake of everybody on the committee, try to do your best job? That's all that we're asking of you. You claim that you're not going to run again in two years. You're going to finally retire. We hope so. You know, we thank you for your service and we hope that you will be retiring in two years. He's retiring. Juliana's retiring. Who else claiming that they're retiring? Moses needs to retire. Um, Who else we have there that claim that they're retiring? Somebody else said they were retiring. Um, Al didn't need to retire, but I hear he trying to come back and be premier again, talk about power hungry, not for them need to be put out to pasture. Sour salt. Good morning. Anne says, as long as she's doing the necessary work in her constituency as a backbencher, she can do private work. Really private work. Um, holding a full-time job when you are a representative of the people that is supposed to be your full time job, you're getting paid over $8,000 a month. And I, uh, what work in her constituency, what is she doing? Handing out groceries. Okay. That's nice. But that does not require an MP. The food bank can do that. She needs to be doing more. And if she had all this time on her hands, I would have expected to see youth programs starting up in Windsor Park. She has Mr. Amelia and all these people in Windsor Park complaining, right? About how, oh, there's, there's no more basketball programs, this, that, and the next thing. Is she really doing her best job? Not necessary work, your best job? No, I'm not too sure about that. Dallas says progressives, aka regressives. Lord have mercy. Darlene says, what you call it? Sexy Mina. mm says, remember, Sandy, don't like liars. Dishonesty and fairness. If you do wrong, she's gonna get you. Don't mess with this lady. I you know, it just is what it is. It is what it is. What Johan's saying? Stop it unnecessary. If you're going to blaze up people for alleged transgressions, go after all, plus, especially the amateur porn stars in parliament. Well, Johan, I keep telling you because you keep harping on this. If you have irrefutable evidence of what you say, all you have to do is present the evidence. That's it. You say you have a video of a particular MP from Georgetown and his small private parts bring the evidence forth let us see it show me the video because i tell you based on the picture that i've seen i cannot tell you who that belongs to because i have not been dabbling in anybody else's private parts so i can't swear for what the man parts look like but if i see a video now and I can hear sounds in the video and I can see the person's face, preferably and other parts of the body, I might be able to solve the mystery. The things that I speak of, I can speak of as a matter of fact. So when I tell you that a certain female MP has been in relations with multiple people in parliament, and the former leader of the PPM is one of them. That not know here. Say, honey child. That is a fact. You notice none of them has ever stepped to me talking about no lawsuit because we know what we know. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? That is here, say, as far as I'm concerned. And unless you can bring me the evidence for me to speak confidently on it, then that can't happen. But bring forth your evidence. I tell all of them, stop the bad behavior. It can't be that hard. Elray says, what you say? Jimmy, CMR Cliff, the harder they come, the harder they fall. Yes, honey child. That's how it is.
10: Mm-mm-mm. What's
3: that? <sighs> um, Nico says, "I sold i am going yeah, my dear. Desperation will make you do all kind of stuff." Um, <laughs> Johan says you're jealous that Chris Saunders never came on your show. actually, he—we uh, got him to do one interview, and no, um, not jealous, honey, Joe. When he's the only guest that you can secure. Well, I don't going to worry about that. Ah, uh, Alejandro says some women on this island are afraid of womanizers, but want a man to admire them when they get when they go out. There is a difference, um, Alejandro. Believe me. Vicky says, put Ozzy back in Bottom Town. So, Vicky, are you saying that Ozzy should run against Chris Saunders? Oh, that might be interesting. Ozzy, you listening this morning? Hmm? Yes, honey, child. Well, I've heard stranger things. Um, Leroy says, with the cow cod, not what he need, honey, child. Uh, <laughs> Johan says, I pray that that's McEva or T or George trying to call CMR. Lord, have mercy. Ah, uh-uh. ah. Uh, Ms. Sue says, yes, good, good word to use up in there, shenanigans in there today. Hopefully they can get it together. Alejandro asked if Wayne Panton will retire too, or he got to work a little bit more. Well, I can tell y'all something, Wayne Panton doesn't have to work. I think y'all need to be very, very clear. Of all the people in the LA, I think the Compass did something last week, but I know y'all not reading the Compass, so I'll bring you up to speed. He uh, they did something where they showed all the interests, business interests and whatever that these MPs have. Some of them not gone that. And as we suspected, that's why they're, they're in L.A. trying to acquire a little something for themselves. Um, but one thing is clear. Uh, former partner of uh, Walker's, Mr. Uh, Wayne Pampton, does not appear to have any financial need to stay in the legislative assembly. Just telling you all the facts now. In fact, the man, I don't know if he's still doing it, but up until recently, he was not even taking money from government to pay his staff. He was doing that out of his own pocket. The rest of them have an MP office that we the people are paying for. So I don't think he needs to work. It might be a case of he wants to try to see how he can be of service to the people of this country. Johan say he going back to the back of the class, good. Um, Sian says, uh, same Sandy didn't take her meds. Honey, chill, you know how it go. That's just how it is some days. <laughs> Morna says, I think you stand a better chance in the back of the class and the next move, you know what? Come Miss Stacy. All right. Who is this calling me this morning now? You have to call um, the regular um, line. Good morning, caller. Are you trying to get on the show? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We go till 1030. Mm -hmm. But, but sir, call, call him. But who are you ta- who are you talking about? I don't even know who you are. But who are you talking about? Who's talking about your name? Yes, but who's calling your name? Uh-huh. Who called your name? I don't know who called your name. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you're if you're calling me while I'm on air, you got to let people hear the conversation cuz then the listeners hear going what on earth is going on? So call on the show 936-2626. But but you're calling me while I'm on you. the show. You hear me? I'm sorry. I said I need to make an appointment to come to see you this evening because I'm coming to out to see you. What? But who, who? I'm not getting on the talk show. You will not on the
10: talk show after.
7: But you're show. on I'm the talk show
3: now because you're talking to me and I'm live. This is what I'm telling you. Is, on, yes, yes, sir. You're. Li- I just told I mean, you I'm I live. I, I I'm, got more pride than that to
8: be on air because anytime you see anybody on air, they don't have a life.
3: All right. Well, call me after, call me after the show. All
8: right. Okay. All right.
3: Okay. Good. Yes, folks. You cannot call me. He said.
10: Uh, folks, you
3: can't call me during the show and expect that you're not going to be on the show. I'm on the show. I'm on the air. Ciao." Sure.
10: Oh my gosh.
3: What a hot mess. Um folks, get it together now. I don't I don't I don't know who I don't know who that man is and what's going on, but you say he coming. He from the brack and he coming here. Somebody calling his name. Well I don't think we called any names this morning, but anyway. Um good morning, caller. Welcome to the program.
7: Morning. He said anybody who who's on the air don't have a life (laughs) so easy he sounds like something is wrong with him
5: like he doesn't understand the importance of public conversation how do you come to an understanding of any subject unless you have a discussion Mm -hmm. and if you're not going to have any discussion what do you think that's going to mean Mm It means that if you do me something wrong and we don't talk about it, then we're going to fight about it because you don't want to talk. Mm -hmm. Where's that going to lead us? No wonder they have problems. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, I'll leave it there.
3: Mm -mm. Take care. All right, honey child. I don't know what to say, my love. My sinuses feel like they're acting up a little bit. 936 Bobo is a telephone number. I don't know what's going on yet today. True telling got all kind of people on the feelings, I guess. Morning, caller.
10: Yes,
7: not morning to you and the show because I'm calling you ad nauseum this morning. <laughs> but morning to Mr. Denner Warren. Um, I so enjoyed your um your discourse yesterday. And Sandy will never tell you that I say, Good morning, good morning, Mr. Warren, good morning. And thanks for your little input today, as usual.
3: All right, ma'am. Denny, she's a top fan, honey. Miss Charlene loves to hear you talking. Uh, RMR says Bracka hot today. Well, I'm glad somebody over in the getting hot. It's about damn time. Oh gosh, my sinuses. All right, let me let me grab a let me do a quick commercial break, um, and then we're gonna come back and start to wrap things up a little bit. We'll be right back after these messages.
9: Get your taste buds ready because Taste of Cayman is back. Join us May 13th at Festival Green Kamana Bay. Eat, drink and dance the night away. Taste of Cayman offers the very best of Cayman's food and drink scene with plenty of music to keep the party going. Get your festival tickets online today at tasteofcaiman.org or call 623-6700. Brought to you by the Cayman Islands Tourism Association and sponsored by AI Rentals, Kamana Bay, DMS Broadcasting, and numerous valued partners.
0: Are you tired of overpaying for TV services? Can't figure out VPNs? Constantly missing your favorite TV shows? And no access to the good stuff on streaming services? The frustration is real, but it doesn't have to be. Contact Roke, Cayman's streaming pros. We'll put you back in the driver's seat in front of your TV. Call, WhatsApp, or message Roque today on 926-1213. Roque is not a TV service provider. Terms and conditions apply.
1: The Cold Hard Truth is Cayman's number one talk show since it debuted in March 2020. According to Independent Research, we are the most listened-to talk show in 2021, and most people prefer us to any other options on island. We tackle tough issues some days, and other times have fun and lighthearted discussions. But most importantly, the cold hard truth is here for you. Thank you for your support as we continue to be the voice of the people in 2022 and beyond.
3: We are back, we're back. Thank you guys so much. Um, So let me just play this segment um, again, in case you missed it on Monday's show. I want y'all to be very, very clear, because according to the keyboard warriors over at um, CNS, Mm -hmm. oh, I wasn't gonna ask the premier the question about Mr. Bush. Come on now, don't y'all be silly. So one of the questions that I've received is um, if you can answer, ask him why, this person says, he gave Mac the vacant seat for the Public Accounts Committee when he is going through a trial. So can you explain to us how that came about?
4: Well, just to back up, um, the we've had some changes in government, as you know, mm-hmm. um, and that created the opportunity because of um, the elevation of uh, Parliamentary Secretary Seymour to the Position of minister um, that basically disqualified him for from serving on PAC um, for for government. So that created the opportunity to put someone else in. Um, to be frank, I um, thought about it a bit, but the the representation, the message that I I had. Um, um from the chair um, not directly indirectly um was that um he there was a particular person that he did not want um on there obviously having um the leader of the opposition and you know with his background is it's important to have him i think um as chair of the public accounts committee um that is by tradition as well to have you know than someone from the from the opposition chair and i wanted to make sure that um you know it was a, it was a position an appointment that he was he was more comfortable with let's put it that way than, than less um mm-hmm. so i um, supported the uh, appointment of um mr bush he is he remains uh, despite everything that has been going on despite what has transpired he remains um, a an elected member for West Bay West um, he's a member of parliament and uh, it was I thought um, okay to put him on as a member of the public accounts committee he's not chairing it, um, it is, he's just one of the members of the public accounts committee now um, you know he as I said he's a member of parliament and mm-hmm. and uh, the these are one of the the committees that parliamentum that has it does perform an important role but he is he as a member of the backbench of of government uh, at this point and uh, and a, the remaining an elected member for sba West mm-hmm. um, is qualified to sit on that that committee so you know it's there are there are those who will not agree with it um, mm-hmm. and you know there are those who are okay with it um, and i think this is the the business of government has to continue um, we have to you know utilize um, people on um in various roles as you know we think are best appropriate in the circumstances, as long as Mr. Bush is, is an elected member, um, you know he's he's perfectly entitled to, despite everything else that may be um, may be going on in terms of, you know his his legal issues, mm-hmm. he's still entitled to participate in Parliament as a member of um, of, of Parliament.
3: Yes. And I think that I mean I, I had a discussion with a few people over the weekend, and you can certainly correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding as well is this is a little bit of a numbers game. I mean you only have so many It else. always is.
4: It always is. You are presented with a, a certain set of realities and you you have to operate within those within those realities.
3: All right, folks, let's be very, very clear here. In case y'all don't understand what the premier is diplomatically trying to say, he had no choice. Don't you find it ironic that the same leader of the opposition, the same leader of the progressives, turns around and says, oh, you have put McKeeva back in a position. When they contributed to that decision, he said he did not want Chris Saunders. Y'all heard what he said? The only thing I fault the Premier with is he needs to stop stop being so nice with his words and just cut to the chase. Just say Roy McTaggart had two choices, McKeever Bush or Chris Saunders. And he said he did not want to work with Chris Saunders. Because y'all listening to that and you're not understanding what the man just said. Miss Edith says, Panton has lost all of the little respect that I had left for him after this. For sure there are more people that he could choose. Tell me who. I challenge you, Edith. I will give you five hundred dollars here today if you can tell me what other choice he had. Y'all need to pay attention to this thing called politics. The leader of the premier of the um, opposition says he did not want Chris Saunders, and then you got turn around and say, "Oh, why did he choose Makiva Bush?" He chose McKeever Bush because you said you don't want Chris Saunders, dummy. Pay very close attention. It's not rocket science. But you see, this is politics. He did that knowing full well that it would be McKeever Bush sitting on the public accounts committee and they could have a go at this government again with this stupidity of, oh, why are y'all working with this? Why are y'all working with, 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 what his name is? McKeever Bush when we had 1,460 days of working with him and we did nothing to control him. Pick sense from nonsense. Do not be hoodwinked by people who have ulterior motives. They don't mean you no good and they don't mean this country no good when they're carrying on with these types of shenanigans. Speak the truth. Edith, who else could he have used? Tell me. Who else? $500 $500 car, coal hard cash will be in your account this morning if you can tell me who else he could have used. You see, you can't answer the question because there is nobody else. Simple as that. It is simple math. And I tell y'all, I'm no mathematician. But there is no body left. Because of Chris Saunders and his shenanigans and his foolishness, this government has had to, you know, put themselves in the most precarious of positions. There's nothing that they can do. Look at how they had to split up Chris's ministry. Hmm? Give a little chunk to um Dwayne Seymour. The premier had to take on extra work that I'm sure he didn't need. Juliano Connor Connolly now has to be deputy premier. There is no other way to do it. John LaRue says, thanks for clarifying. I had no idea choices were limited. And this is where I think the premier needs a little bit of work. Let me be very honest with you. He could have said and answered that question. But again, I guess trying to be, I don't know if it's just how lawyers talk or what. Trying to be PC or I do not I don't know what. He needed to just break it down and explain it. The least common denominator. Now y'all get it? If he not got a choice, he not got a choice. Huh? You have two choices. And the person who is in charge of the committee says to you, of the two choices, I do not want to work with Chris Saunders. He's just your minister of finance and I do not want to work with him. Bad blood, whatever, who knows why. In my opinion, it's a little interesting that the opposition doesn't want to work with Chris Saunders knowing full well that that would mean that they would be working with McKeever Bush and they would be forcing the premier to say, okay, here's your appointment, McKeever Bush. If you felt so egregious about Mr. Bush, take Chris Saunders, at least to Chris's credit, he has not yet been convicted of anything, are allegations about his behavior are not far off in some respects to the sexual harassment of Mr. Bush. But Chris Saunders hasn't beaten up any woman. I've never heard that about him. He's certainly not been in court for it. He's not been convicted of it. So in many respects, let me be very, very honest. The leader of the opposition could have chosen Chris Saunders, but he said no. Why? That's the question for him. Maybe he felt like somebody would be challenging him in a way that he probably didn't want either. Salvin says, East End MP, wasn't he available? Okay. Let me understand how that would work. Let's break it down, Salvin. Who's going to be deputy speaker? You're going to give that to McKeever Bush? Mm-hmm. All positions are filled. Isaac got deputy speaker. He can't do nothing else. You can't be deputy speaker and sit on PAC and be, is he still a parliamentary secretary by the way? Hold on here now. Let me see if he would have kept that because there's certain things that they have to take away from you when they promote you to certain positions. So take for example, Kathy Wilkes. When she got Speaker of the House, they had to take away from her um, the parliamentary secretary positions that she held. Let me see now, Isaac Rankin. I'll soon tell y'all. Um... I want to say that they would have had to have taken those other roles away from him. I'm gonna double check. Let me tell you. Anybody in the know, um, tell me because I'm I'm looking. Um, Let me see here now. Uh, Isaac Rankin. Mm. Oh gosh. Okay. So Isaac voted deputy speaker. Does that mean so? um, Yeah. And by the way, Barbara trying to get nominated for that again, she better try and quit her job first. Uh, So that day, look, just 15 members voted. Saunders didn't show up. Um, Sir Alden McLaughlin didn't show up. Moses Kirk Colonel didn't show up. (laughs) Wow Mm -mm -mm. we paying them to do a job and they can't even make time to show up what a mess so um i don't it hasn't said if he's no longer parliamentary secretary so let me try to confirm that because i don't want to speak out of term i don't know if this appointment as deputy speaker means that he's no longer parliamentary secretary but i will confirm and i'll get back to y'all and let y'all know Carla says they need to start training the younger generations from 35 and up to take the position. Um, Charlene says, no, he don't have it still. So they would have taken that from him. Isaac is in PAC already. Oh, <laughs> thanks for clarifying that as well. Selvin, um, one of our astute listeners, says um, he's already on the PAC. So you can't split that up more ways than, than one. We need to get a full list of the PAC members. So he's already on there. So you can't put him back on there a second time. Y'all understand the difficulty?
10: All right. Um. Mm -hmm. Okay.
3: Uh, this person says, Edith sounds like a Saunders PPM supporter. <laughs> what a mess. You can support whoever you want. But the most important thing that you have to support is the truth. That's what y'all need to be supporting. Mm-mm. All right, folks. Let me um, end there. Um, this person says the progressives are too busy sending their little PP pictures. Whatever happened to the D.A.R.E. program? Mm-hmm. Really, Sandra, you think that foreigners don't practice nepotism? Look at how the HR departments operate. That is true. I, I cannot argue with that, honey chair. I cannot argue with that. The truth is, is what it is. Um, somebody sending me videos and pictures of some accident in Jamaica this morning as well. After I was just talking about this situation. <laughs> Oh, Lord Jesus. What the hell is that? Lord God. I can't share that video from the mall road. Jesus, peace. Remember what we were talking about earlier about these videos? Somebody just sent me. Um, uh, uh, oh, my God. From Jamaica. From a Jamaica number. They sent me all the videos. Lord Jesus. Whoa. That is a serious accident. This person says... Hi, Miss Sandra. Good morning. Look at this accent, Jamaican. Grand, Grand Spen, Albion Main Road. Sad. Two people die and several injured in hospital. Both vehicles collided. Lord Jesus, peace, no sir. All right. I'm gonna go look at that a little bit later on. Here, here, Johanna. You are the accent. Yes, my love. When the yard is, then message me, Missy. What the rat the rat on All right, all right. Calm yourself. Calm yourself. We're no longer in radio, so I can say a few words, and uh, Um, <laughs> Johan says Mr. Hill should disown you now, poor you, Johan. Lord, take the wheel, folks. Um, I didn't get to Sika, um, or whatever they're calling themselves these days. Came out Athletic Association, but I still got some words for them. So tomorrow we can focus on them a little bit. They're having an emergency meeting this afternoon or this evening, by the way. So maybe it's best that we we wait until. After the emergency meeting, to hear exactly what these fools got going on and what they're saying, we are still calling for them all to step down. And if they don't do so, I've heard so far that four people, three or four of them, have resigned. The mean ones that need to, the three that need to, are the ones that are have not. Yeah, and and we we can we can still deal with them. Um, they're not easy. Why do they hold on to power so much? What has Sedoni Mother still ever accomplished? And the thirty-something years that she's been on that organization—that's why she's jealous of poor Lacey. She's not even educated, but y'all sit there. I'll come in for her tomorrow. Not, not, not a worry. Um, but Miss Edith, you not got an option yet? You could earn an easy five hundred dollars today, you know. I, I, I got it in the bank account now, you know. I'm not, I'm not kidding you, honey child. I got the money sitting right there for you. But I don't hear no viable options yet, so. Look like I can be holding on to my money. Hmm. Oh, well. So it goes, honey child. So it goes. Let me see if I got any more money. I need to go donate to that little young man this morning too. So he can go on his little school trip. I'm going to make sure. I promised him I would get it sorted out. And I'm going to sort that out here today. All right, folks. That's all that she wrote for today. Um, hump Day Wednesday. The What date it is again? The 26th of april beautiful month um y'all have a wonderful day and um we will be back tomorrow morning giving you another dose of the cold hard truth Cayman rockers, brackers the heat getting so so bad and y'all y'all running to grand cayman talking about you need to come see me well make sure when you come and see me now you come with the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth mm-hmm because uh, we threw some, some boulders at the BRAC this morning. And y'all need to get it together. So don't you be calling me to come talk to me if you're a drug dealer in the BRAC. I don't want to hear your and mea story. Okay? I'm not business with that. Y'all need to stop. You're destroying our little piece of paradise that's called the Cayman Islands. And gosh darn it, we're going to fight for the BRAC just like we would fight for Grand Cayman. And in fact, even more so. Idealic Cayman Brack. Cha. Sure. Y'all don't get me started here this morning. Anyway, thank you, beautiful people, for tuning in to the program, as always. Y'all have a fantastic day. And uh, stay blessed.
12: Hello, I'm Kevin Wattler and this is your CMR Daily Buzz. Here's a summary of some of K-Man's latest headlines. A 53-year-old man from Georgetown was arrested on suspicion of causing death by careless driving and is currently in custody following a fatal collision at the Walkers Road and Memorial Avenue intersection yesterday. The driver of the Isuzu truck collided with 28-year-old Kiran Wattler, who was driving a motorbike. The Cayman Brack Police are investigating four burglaries that took place over the weekend. Locations included a business establishment and a church. The burglaries are being investigated by the Cayman Brack Police Station. The Royal Cayman Islands Police Service is seeking the public's assistance in locating 46-year-old Gail Michelle Ross, whose last known address is in the Georgetown District. She is wanted in relation to a number of offences, including theft-related crimes. She has been implicated in the theft of a child's bicycle, a video of which was posted by CMR. She was also seen on video stealing from Makras. Following reports that a 78-year-old man suffering from cancer and his wife were threatened with a fine of $5,000 for failing to complete one of its surveys, the Economics and Statistics Office has apologized to the couple and made arrangements to assist them. Caymanna Bay's newest building and the first 10-story commercial building in the Cayman Islands has officially opened its doors. A ribbon-cutting ceremony was held last Thursday. The Cayman Islands Cancer Society has appointed Dave Odishraw to the position of Operations Manager. He brings an infectious energy and passion to all around him and looks forward to helping the charity grow, aiding as many suffering from cancer as possible, while educating the community on cancer care and prevention. As part of the month-long celebration of intellectual property, the Cayman Islands Intellectual Property Office hosted a reception at the National Gallery to honor Susie Soto, the creator of the Sir Turtle trademark. Around the world, April 26th is observed annually as World Intellectual Property Day. Now for your CMR weather update, it's brought to you by WG Charters, Sunrise at 6 o'clock Partly cloudy skies are expected. When the temperature is at 85 degrees Fahrenheit and humidity at 65% like the forecast calls for, it will feel like it's in the low 90s. Winds east-southeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour and the sun sets at 646. At nighttime, the temperature falls to the high 70s. Looking forward, similar weather conditions are expected. If you would like to know more on any of these stories, visit CaymanMallRoad.com or follow Cayman on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. That's it for now on The Daily Buzz. Thank you for joining me. Please stay safe and God bless.